Wilson Hall presents. There you go. There's a link. Um, Beg your pardon. Ah, that will be me needing to switch off my um, um, things because um, when, um, especially when um, stuff comes through on signal, for example, and it basically makes a noise. Okay, copy link. Stick you there. Paste and go. Pregens, that's the one I'm looking for. I'm just waiting for Google to let me in. Uh, oh, we've got pictures. <clears throat> yeah, this is this is all flavour, basically. Um, so yeah, so the idea was supposed to be to put it up so you could have a look at it last night. No, don't done worry. well there. Welcome uh, to my life. Right, so organised. Download that, and then open that. Yeah. So landscape and maps are the and, and pregens are the ones for now. You don't need to look at the tunnels, but yeah. There we are. But of course you're going to put it in front of everybody else. Because, hey, why wouldn't you? Uh, Claims it's zipping to download. We'll see what happens. Mm. I can send you the pregens uh, through WebDAV easily on Fredro if you want. Let, let me know if there's an issue. It seems to be progressing. It's just taking its time. Ah, fair. Uh, I'm going to do my usual, uh, which I'd forgotten to do yet, which is move Jitsi into a separate instance of Firefox uh, so I don't accidentally close it. Hey. Always <coughs> embarrassing. Yes. Do not ask how many um, Windows of Chrome I currently have open. I will lie and say three. I mean... Before starting this, I bookmarked all my tabs in Chrome and then closed it um, so that my computer would work. So, um, I, I started researching two entirely separate things, and obviously each one has a hundred tabs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, lots of tabs relating to arthropod venom. It's a normal thing to me. Um, oh, you know. Um, safe, harmless things. I'm afraid I've got bad news, too. Yeah. Mm? Uh, <laughs> the special Acrobat only, rather than uh, actual valid PDFs. Uh, they need jobs. I should have... Work. I should have predicted it. Ah, okay, yes, G- fact, give me a second. Fact, it does actually tell me Adobe Acrobat only on mine. Ugh, yeah, but right. I might have been lying. Uh, right, let's see. Uh, I should have checked that. Uh, file, print to, no, print to PDF.
Oh. Do you know when you just casually look across and you half read something? Mm-hmm. Have I read Craft Carcass Dressing as Craft Dressing Gown? <laughs> no, Mister, I have been in my dressing gown quite a lot over the um, uh, <coughs> last couple of days. Lieutenant, uh, what's his face? Uh, I'll drop these into your web, Dav Roger. Thank you. Uh, right, there's the first three. Yeah, Dean, if you're listening to this, yeah, please, please put copies of the safe PDFs uh, in there. Right, uh, there's the last two projects. Have you got the, the the images are all right? Are they? Well, the images are just JPEG, so they should. Be yeah, there. yeah. Um, this is the bit where it's saying something in German. Something in German. In German? I do use uh, Tor for this. Mm. Ah. I thought you said Torg for a minute and was. Uh, it's saying uh-huh. one file is compromised, but no, it's not telling me which. Huh. Which is helpful. Uh... Right. God, they look about 12, bless them. 23. Huh. I've got something that's actually downloading huh. now. That's nice. <coughs> I like your images, Jim. They actually do look Italian. They're not mine. They're actually from the scenario. Are they? Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. I sourced all the um, sort of the photo, the background photos and stuff for the flavour. Yeah. Because um, I was looking it up and finding all these things and thinking, God, it really is grim, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, it's it's before- worth having. Go on. I say, before we start, mm-hmm. have you listened to The White Vault? I have not listened to The White That's Vault. That's good. That's very good. That's fine. That takes a whole extra level of uh, terror out of my life anyway. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, I thoroughly must... recommend, if you haven't listened to The White Vault, that you do listen to The White Vault at some point. Do not do a role-playing game based on it, please. Understood. Um, I've yeah, it's one of those things I've been meaning to check out for ages, but have not got around to. I have a lot of it downloaded, but then there's this whole lot of stuff to listen to, and I already have a whole lot of stuff to listen to. So. Mm. Yeah. <coughs> um, so I recommend popping open Map Four, Map with Photo, to give you a sense of, um, you know, 
what you're dealing with. Because to be honest, if you just look at it on the map, it's not obvious how awful it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason they put the border there, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, you're essentially looking at... When I say looking at, I mean you're essentially living on... A vertical slope. Yeah. It, there's, a, there's a vertical wall of rock, which is the bit you're on. And then on the other side of it, there's a slope which contains a glacier full of Austro-Hungarians... And occasionally they lob some shells over. And occasionally we lob some shells over. Yeah. Um, so let me know when you've um, you know had a look at stuff and picked a county turn and so on. Uh, I'm going to assume that all five of the characters are sort of around uh, rather than just send the two of you to... Uh, I was certain doom, I think. Yeah, certain doom, yeah. So. Okay, Ferrero looks as if he's seen enough to be, uh, to be able to admit he's scared of shit, which sounds like it's a survival mm. threat to me. Yeah, <laughs> that does seem wise. Just look, they do look stupidly young. Yeah. Well, which is, you know, historically correct, of course, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they're a bunch of kids. It's, it's. One great advantage of kids, and, and I'm including, you know, even late teenagers here, is they think they're immortal. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you tell them, go and do this incredibly stupid thing or we shoot you, and they say, yes. Yeah, the lieutenant's 30. Yeah. Sergeant Ditto. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Right. The, 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 the file name says, uh, yeah, this is the lieutenant, yeah. Yeah. So, bit of an introduction. It is 1916. Mm-hmm. Um... Italy has spent a year suddenly not being um, part of the Central Powers at part of the Triple Entente, um, which has been probably wise in the long run, but a bit disastrous in a military sense. Um, and the mountains are probably the worst of it. Obviously, it's a border with Austro-Hungary. Um, and it's a case of you're as like you're, you're at least as likely to die getting to the place where you're supposed to fight people as you are actually fighting them. Um, it's above two thousand meters, three thousand meters. Um, about two thirds of the casualties in these conditions are from exposure, uh, and 
both sides have these, you know, crack alpine troops that they've built up over, you know, decades, centuries even, um, you know, expert at fighting in these conditions, which was great when what you were doing is pointing a spear at somebody, um, maybe firing off a musket, um, but when you can get your, you know, expert crack troops mown down by an unlucky machine gun burst, and then you have to replace them with a bunch of 16-year-olds who've never seen a gun before... Um, all that expertise doesn't really go very far. Um, you are part of the 17th Battalion of the 7th Alpini, and you get to, uh, you get to be quartered on the southern flanks of Marmalada, um, which is that vertical rock face I was showing you. That's where you live. Um... Your squad is nominally ten people. Five of you are currently functional and available when a call goes up, um, or rather you are specifically ordered uh, to volunteer yourselves. Uh, Look at you. Um, It's been snowing constantly for days. Conditions are currently... There's about 12 metres of snow on the top of the mountain, uh, which is a massive risk in terms of avalanches, obviously. Uh, It's about the worst winter in living memory. Outside temperatures on the mountain itself are anywhere from minus 30 to minus 40. Um, Inside the tunnels and various other shelters you've built for yourselves you might get up to a balmy zero and obviously this is Celsius uh, none of these strange newfangled uh, Fahrenheit's I think you might be slightly confused in your um, uh, well yeah you know, America, <laughs> America's doing new stuff and they use Fahrenheit therefore obviously Fahrenheit's new oh okay um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's absolutely atrocious conditions. Um, snow is very thick, very difficult to plough through, and you've been spending most of your time recently clearing snow off stuff, um, You know, trying to make sure that the roofs aren't going to cave in, make sure that it's still possible to leave the tunnels when you need to, and so on. Um, trying to man the observation posts, even though you can barely see a thing. You are called into whichever is currently the person in nominal charge of this. Um, it gets a bit. Let's say when you're up on the top of the mountain, lines of command aren't really as strict and formal as they are in some other places because no one has the energy for it. Um, but you're called in um, for sudden duty. Um, you know, someone trots up, so you know, put the shovels down. Um, they're all, all, all northern Italian, obviously, as you can tell by the accent. Uh, put the shovels down, come on in, you know. Um, the chief wants a word with you. Hmm. Who are you planning on playing, Roger? Uh, I was going for uh, Ferrero, if that's okay with you. Okay. Let me uh, sum up as old enough to know better. 
Hmm. Stop stuffing my face for a moment. Hmm. Um, no, it won't be right. Um, I am going for Sergeant uh, Gianfranco uh, Croque. No, cro- cho- cho- say? Che. Croce. Mm. I thought C was Ch, but perhaps I'm... I'm it may, it may, uh, may be a regional variation as well. Croce. Croce. Yeah, so the C before the R is C is just C. Yeah. Yeah. Croce. Croce. Just don't let Nick play that one, is the crucial thing. Mm. Okay, that's all right. I am not going to let Nick anywhere near my crotchy. Wise choice. And obviously, since you're playing the people in charge, you've got these three lackeys to order around, which is always good. Well, this is it. You know, my thing is, he's uh, he's a grizzled (laughs) 23-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably started fighting at 22, and suddenly is, is the last person from... His village, who was there? Mm-hmm. Let, let's say there's, a, there's an adverse selection pressure. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah, you're called into you know the command hut, um, which will be itself inside some sort of tunnel, probably. Um, to try and keep things bearable. You, I assume, go. Yeah, uh, with, with a glad chucking aside of shovels first, but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, you well, trot back into the warmth. We, we leave. We leave our uh, our um um our brave lads. Team, our team uh, carry on shoveling, um, and obviously the uh, the important two um, go and uh, have the briefing. Very sensible. Very sensible. Uh, right. Ah, Fidel, Croce. Good to see you. Um. What's up? Well. I'm afraid you've been volunteered. And, um, What's up? My heart overflows the delight, sir. <laughs> thought it would. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I can feel the patriotism from here. Warms my heart, so it does. No, I think that's the little oil burner that you've got, sir. That is, it's for... Um, take take a seat, take a seat. Um, Have a nip of this brandy. You might need it. We're going to die. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. I mean, to be honest with you, you know, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't no matter what how course I have to say I wouldn't be sending you out for the thought it was complete madness uh, you know um, the other side of the saddle um, over that way or a point we've not had slight no sounds of the Austrians there for days now I've been keeping 6th um, Battalion on constant watch you know no Candlelight, not a flicker of activity, not a shot. Nothing. 
Perhaps the war's finished soon and they've gone home. Oh, well, we'd best get packing up, wouldn't we? <laughs> if only. But they might have packed up and gone home. That is the um, the idea that is circulating. Why? Run out of food, run out of morale. I mean, how can you hold together an empire with so many different nationalities in it? Difficult enough, difficult enough with people from half a dozen different provinces, let alone that. Oh. Um, I mean, those Sicilians alone. But, um, yeah, precisely. But, um, so basically, um, what you're... The, the area in question is, it's a patch of no man's land between you and one of the Italian positions. And what you've basically got is, if so you imagine are, that... We are the Italians. Uh, the, the, uh, the Austrians. <laughs> I'd remember sometimes. Um, if you imagine a saddle, you know, it's got the sort of, the, the concave bit. At one end, our brave noble lads. At the other end, the foul Austro-Hungarian swine. Mm-hmm. Um, Do not reverse this m- labelling, it's very important. <clears throat> yeah, just check about this diagram not right up. In between, um, perfect terrain for dying. Uh, largely flat, zero cover apart from snow. Um, Which has about, its habit of being flat. Yeah, it's about 200 metres along, you know, so the other side is this, this glacier, this bit of glacier, or part of the glacier that the Austrians have fortified. We actually originally held the other bit. Um, we had to pull back some time ago. Um, there's still, you know, one of our outposts, one of our watch posts, you know, uh, still up there. Um, the, the Austrians took it over. Um, we've been keeping a close eye on it, but both sides are far too sensible to do anything like trying to mount an attack across it because we know what happens when we get made to do that. Sorry, sir, on the on the uh, you know field telephone. Sorry, sir, conditions are too fierce to allow us to advance at this precise moment. Um, you know. So basically, it's like it's it, it's like sort of trench warfare, but we're in a position where we could turn around and say sorry the blizzard got in the way we couldn't go we couldn't actually do the over the top yeah because because actually this is literally trench warfare there are actual trenches in a lot of these places it's just that usually you know instead of being an expanse of flanders mud what's between the trenches is two sheer drops and then a valley full of spikes in this particular case, it's some slightly gentle rocks and, you know, slightly gentle cliffs and then this expanse of death. Mm-hmm. Um, but all indications are that the Austrians have actually pulled back. We haven't seen a sniper on the other side. There's been no sign of anyone moving by the gun ports. You know, we've had the field glasses out as best we can manage in this weather. Laura, story short, so you'd like us to... Uh... Verify this. Well, I've been told that someone... It is necessary that we evaluate the current situation and whether or not that is currently in Austrian hands. And I'm afraid your names came out of the hat. Now, obviously, I'm not expecting the two of you to go by yourselves. I know some of your, some of your patrol is still out of action. But you've got those three lads. Take them along. 
Caution, absolutely the watchword here. No point in getting yourselves killed. Wouldn't be good. that being somewhat under strength, we, ha- we might have a bit of spare kit. You would indeed. Help yourselves to what you think you need. My thoughts, uh, see what you think, Sergeant, is uh, each man carries a rifle or a stick or something convenient with, with a furry hat on the end of it. Sounds like a plan. Ah, the old put the furry hat up rather than your, your, than your head. It's cheaper. So. Mm-hmm. Sounds sounds very much like a plan. I'll be honest, uh, half the reason I've agreed to this at all, uh, well, half of it is because I've been getting threats down the phone line from Central. Uh, those lucky, lucky fellows who uh, are <laughs> comfortable and warm. Uh, but, you know, General Prohaska has his um, obviously excellent expertise uh, in these matters. Um but another good chunk of it is the fact that if they've pulled out, they might have left some kit behind. And, uh, for example, I mean, you know the state of our supplies. Hmm. We're not doing that well on fuel. We're not doing that well on food. If they've got if a couple of carries up the mountain for us, who are we to... Yeah, exactly. If there's any chance we can grab some stuff off them, or their place is a bit warmer than this hellhole, then uh, I say we take it. Um... I probably don't need to mention that obviously I will not be casting too close an eye over what may happen to any things you encounter in your first scouting visit to this Austrian outpost. The word dibs probably doesn't exist in Italian, but... um, Uh The the concept makes itself clear. Yeah, Uh exactly. Um... We have dibs, but he has second dibs. But I mean, basically, he probably does genuinely want the food and the fuel is probably the crucial thing, because he needs to keep everyone functioning, he needs to keep morale up, yeah, he needs to keep the outpost functioning. Um, so, you know, if you find anything small and nickable and worthwhile, or any little treats that the Austrians have stashed away there, he's not going to, he doesn't care. It's not his, mm-hmm. not his thing. But, uh, yeah, so you would know this is, it's about, it's about a five minute walk across. Um, it is currently early morning. Um, in theory, there's about eight hours of daylight right now. In practice, actual direct sunlight is going to be about two hours just before sunset, just because of the positions of the various mountains. But there's some indirect light um, coming up in a couple of hours. So you've got a couple of hours to prepare before it's sensible to set out if you want to set out in daylight. Obviously, if you want to set out in darkness, you know, you've, you've got time to do that as well. Anything you would like to ask, obtain... Do do we know the the quality of the Austrian troops as at last evaluation? I mean, do we know which units that kind of thing? Um, does it? Let me just check if it specifically says which unit. It I, I'm not going to recognise unit names, but I'm just basically asking you: Are, are they 
are they claiming to be actual trained mountain troops or or have they have those guys all been killed and we're probably facing guys much like ourselves um in theory at least the people who essentially took the place from you in the first place um were can't buy the name of it, but it's the the equivalent of the Alpini. But um, maybe not enough bodies recovered since then, really, to say if they're the same people there now or somebody else. Yeah, I mean, in practice, it probably is a similar thing to you, where there are some, there are a handful of actual veteran Alpine troops with proper training still there, but most of the warm bodies are, you know, sure. Uh, shell-shocked lads who've been dragged out of various places that happen to be on a mountain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually have some survival alpine, so I'm probably one of those veterans. Yeah, well, there's, <laughs> there's, there's reasons you two have, uh, you know... <laughs> I'll ke- yeah. Um, but, I mean, certainly the bulk of the people there, I mean, just from what you've, you know, reported... the. The bulk of the troop, you know, it's not feasible, for example, that they've all, they're all mounting a cunning ambush disguised under snowdrift or anything because most of them just didn't have the skills and, uh, endurance to do anything like that, especially with the short rations everyone's usually on up here. Yeah. And the ferocious cold at the moment. Um, they could be trying to keep very, very quiet in there for some reason. They could have pulled out. Um, if you want to go and do any scouting yourselves, you know, take away the field glasses, go up to the lookout points, you're welcome. Um, if you want to question any of the people who have been on lookout duty, obviously you can also do that. Um, sort of, basically, the the chief is happy to, I don't know what rank they would be, the chief is happy to leave, your, leave it to your discretion exactly how you approach doing this, because it's bloody dangerous. Uh, Sergeant, you talk to the lads, I'll, I'll have a peek over the top. Sure. I shall, I'll go give them the good news, how well they've, uh, that they've, uh, won the lottery. Oh, I, I, Sarge! I mean, I mean the lads, as in the people who've been on scout duty. But, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm, mm. No, they really have won the lottery. They? <laughs> <laughs> They're not going. Oh. <laughs> Um, Such, yeah. What do you what do you need to know? Um. So, um, when was the last time you saw the uh, Prussian scum? I mean, the last last definite sighting is what six days now. Um. There's. Uh, um. You see. Uh. You know the. Um, they, they sort of indicate a point on the mountainside. They've got those loopholes for the uh, the machine guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so normally you can see, uh, at the very least, um, you can see the changing of crew, you know, every couple of hours. Um, well, they pull a gun out and they pull, a, pull another gun in. Yeah, they, either they pull the guns in and out for maintenance, you know, to oil them up and make sure they're not freezing to, you know, the mm. destruction point or anything. Um, but also just, you know, you can see the shapes, or the, at least the shadows being cast where the actual machine gun crew are moving about in those alcoves. Um, and there's nothing, I mean, it wouldn't be that surprising if they weren't putting 
snipers or outside lookouts around in the current conditions because that's a great way to just, you know, at the very least, put all your snipers and lookouts in hospital. Um, you want to keep as many people inside as possible, but you'd expect them to, at the very least, be keeping someone next to the machine guns in case the other side's top brass decided this was an excellent time to mount an assault. Which, obviously, is the kind of thing top brass are wont to do. Um, oh, not our top brass. Our top brass are wonderful and marvellous. And... Yeah, yeah. Obviously, obviously. Um, and the fact know. that we're being sent out in the middle of this winter to go and do an assault is, of course, uh, to go and do a, a recce is, of course, a complete and utter aside. Well, but... Um, uh, um, well, Giovanni, uh, Giovanni, come here. Um, tell them what you. Giovanni was here six days ago. Um, which was the last. So you know, Giovanni will. Um, you're pretty sure Giovanni is a cobbler. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, ah, he still has shoes that are mostly in one piece each. Exactly, he's very popular. Uh, because in off hours he can be bribed to um. You know, patch up people's shoes and, um, you know, keep them as toasty and warm as and functional as possible. Um, yeah, there was, um, so yeah, the story you get from Giovanni is basically six days ago when he was on watch, um, there were sounds of quite a lot of activity. Um, there were shots, which obviously isn't that unusual, but there was a kind of flurry of shots which did not appear to be aimed at you. Maybe in, in another direction, not sure. Um, but there was a flurry of shots, and there were, he was pretty sure, um, some grenades going off. Oh, now, now he, in, he initially thought, you know, maybe another, you know, another, um, detachment had been, had, you know, been sent round for a, you know, uh, an unexpected shock assault and had got in there or something, but there's been no, mention of that and um, the chief didn't seem to know anything about it which you'd think it would at least be reported um, you know we'd know the status of this place if that was the case um, you know so yeah there's there've been sort of there's been a little bit of gossip about you know has there been some sort of mutiny wouldn't be that surprising considering all the crap you have to deal with uh, and uh, the obvious um, terrible morale of the inferior troops on the other side yeah, abs- absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't even, you know, honestly, someone cracking under the pressure, you know, could do an awful lot of damage. You know, you just need one person to crack when they've got easy access to a few grenades and a machine gun, yes. <laughs> and you know that that might that might be the end of it. Um, I'm, I'm not there, but I'd come back and ask you to follow up on that. Was there actual machine gun fire, which is quite distinctive from bolt action rifle fire at this point? Yeah, I mean, basically, that, yeah. What, what, what sort of sounds was it? Yeah, um, yeah, he's it, both. It's bolt action rifle fire, muffled explosions. That he's, I mean, they do do a certain amount of blasting <coughs> in terms of when they're excavating into these places. So it's not 100 percent sure, but you know, from his experience, he would have said. They sounded more like grenades. It sounded like a couple of grenades going off. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a higher pitch. It's, it's more, it's not as contained. Obviously, when you're blasting, you want to contain the explosion. Um, it doesn't sound like actual charges. It sounds like actual 
yeah, just fr- fragmentation type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he he he's pretty sure that something kicked off in there, but the others weren't there at the time to notice it, and it had all died down by the time anyone else arrived at the post. Um, so he'd mentioned this to the chief. Um, it's been, but they've they've tried to keep it reasonably on the down low because they don't want to get false information around all the people on your base at the moment. Hmm. Okay, well, let's have, let's have a poke out through the binoculars. Yep, you take your binoculars and go to one of the, you know, uh, protected viewing points, which is probably a tunnel entrance with a, you know, a big ladder flap over it, probably. Mm-hmm. Essentially. Um, I think there's a picture one in there, actually. Um, and, yeah, uh, do you have any specific skill related to this? I'm not, I don't think you need one, but if you have one, I'm then... I'm just trying to remember how the things change. Uh, the, I think alertness replaces spotted in for a lot of things. I'm, I'm not a yeah. that, but I've got basic. Yeah, um, give, me, give me a... I mean, you you can tell what's going on anyway, but give me a spot and see if you notice anything... Uh, and alertness to see if you spot anything specific. Yeah. Um, no. 60 out of 20, no. so... Nah. I mean, you, you look out for... You know, as long as it takes to, you know, field field glasses to start frosting over. Um, as people have said, there is no sign of any movement or light in the outpost. There, um, there's. You think there's something a little bit odd about one of the. Um, Machine gun emplacements, but you can't quite make it out. Fair enough. Just doesn't quite so, match the thing that I have seen many, many times over the last months. Yeah, exactly. It just it just doesn't look quite right. Um, mm. Someone else might be able to tell you, but you can't quite yeah. get it. You'd be aware I'm reasonably good. I've got a reasonably good eye for that sort of thing. Well, if we come back, exchange information, then if you want to take a squiz. Yeah. Go for it. Give me an... Uh, and a bit, maybe roll. a bit more light would help. Yeah. Well... Yeah, it's still early, so... Uh, um, 48 under 60... Yeah, now that you look at it, the the reason it looks odd um, is because that machine gun is the wrong way around. They're supposed to fire towards you. That's the ho- that's kind of the whole point. I, I but I'll you, I'll the, po- the lieutenant to basically stay for a couple of minutes, sure. pieces, sure. and um, yeah, um. That is definitely, you know, the 
the firing end. That's the familiar comforting end that's that's in your direction. And that might be a slightly frosted over cuddled shape. Okay, there's just the two of us, yes? Mm-hmm. Arturio, I think I might have spotted what the <laughs> why you <laughs> Why you thought that was a little odd? Um, normally the guns point towards us. Mm. Um, this is starting to look as if A, somebody was running amok in there and B, they didn't go down easy. No. Either that or they're terrible shots, which the graveyard all around us says they're not terrible do you, shots. Do you see that um, sort of heap of snow there that I think that actually might be the mach- one of the machine gunners mm. take your word for it I'm not sure what happened over there but it, it doesn't look great <sighs> go but you know what time did all this when when the fighting happened over there Mm-hmm. What time was it? Uh, it's about um, just after eight o'clock p.m. So, in other words, after dark. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it could be quiet over there. It could be a trap. What worries me is if they, if, is if everything we've heard so far is correct, but they then uh, sent reinforcements up here. Mm-hmm. In this weather, give, give me a survival we're, alpine we're here, roll. Aren't we? <laughs> well, yeah, it's valid. Let me make a survival alpine roll. Uh, Thirty. Yeah, um, you're yeah, absolutely so fine 30, yeah, so 30, being here, but the challenge would be getting here in the current conditions. Um, so you know, it, once you once you dug in and you're moving around safely, that's not so bad. But the exposed routes that you have to take to actually get up um, would be a real issue. It's not impossible that they've been reinforced. But it will be a serious risk, mm. and we, 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 you know, how much the top brass care about the safety of uh, all their troops, obviously. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Hmm. Could be quiet enough. The fact that we've heard, seen nothing, heard nothing. I mean, and you're saying that literally it's a fight in the event that we just go straight across. Mm-hmm. It's just a five minute. Yeah, it's a five minute slog because of the heavy snow that you'd be yeah. walking through. But yeah, it's it's five minutes. It's pretty flat. Um, you know, it's sort of. It's you know it's a, a flat plain with snow on it, mm-hmm. um, so you know it's not a 
you could try and rush it. You could probably do it faster. Obviously, it'll be more tiring, and these are not great conditions for no. doing tiring things. Mm. Well, I take it it's probably better to sink in slightly than wear snowshoes. Um, you could go for snowshoes. Um, I don't think that's covered. So you could go for snowshoes. I mean, you could you could attempt to ski over it. The wind is the issue there. Well, same with the snowshoes, actually. Mm. Actually, you probably have more issue with snowshoes. Well, okay. I haven't worn snowshoes very often. I've skied a okay-ish amount. Um, wind generally, unless you're doing a kick turn, which is, if you're doing a kick turn, something has gone very, very, very badly wrong or you're about to fall off an edge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, um, but even then, Skis are thin. Um, snowshoes, on the other hand, are designed to not be thin. <laughs> well, as I see it, getting across there is basically going to be a belly crawl. Because otherwise, I'm going to go out of my going to go out of, uh, on a limb here, sir, and say if we belly crawl, we'll get halfway through, and then we're going to die of exposure. You make an unconventional but convincing argument. I think, in terms of timing, at a walk is five minutes. At a sort of full forearmed, you know, combat rapid crawl, you could probably do it in ten. A full on belly crawl, you're probably looking at fifteen minutes, which is a lot of time to be out in the open. It's a lot of time to be out in this cold. Again, it's doable. I mean, my my incentive here is just give them something to shoot at that isn't us. So, the 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 helmet on a stick or the furry hat on a stick that's more obvious than we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get hold of some spare uniforms if you want. Now, if you if you can think, Sergeant, of a better way of doing that than being quite low ourselves, mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy to hear mm-hmm. it. This is a really stupid question, but from our side, mm-hmm. and this is actually, uh, uh, um, you said it's like a, um, yeah. do you know, skiing actually might be the best way to go across because you're going to be quick, you, you're going to be quick. And also once you're actually moving at a reasonable speed on skis, you are actually quite maneuverable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can zigzag pretty well. Yeah. Um, and presumably, you know, we're talking cross country here, so we're not, so, so you, um, so yes, you'd, you sacrifice quite a bit of speed for that, but you then, you then gain it for physically being able to maneuver around. Mm. Presumably this would come under something like survival arctic alpine rather than yeah, yeah i would have thought yeah i, I'm not, I would have assumed that they're not going to bother with the skiing yeah skill personally. yeah i mean honestly you're you are all at least nominally trained alpine troops i think skiing even in windy conditions i don't think that requires a role any more than running requires a role oh, that's no. what trying to do it while being shot at or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you were trying to take evasive action while well under machine gun fire, then there's probably some sort of coordinating yourself role. Yeah. But for just getting from point A to point B, th- yeah, you don't need a skill for that. 
You know by, what you're doing. It's by the way, my training. knees are screaming at me. Even just the thought <laughs> of it. <laughs> uh, I mean, everything we can see my knees so many times says that they've had a fight and there's nobody moving there. Yeah. Uh, if we can take that on face value, in which case we can get across fairly safely, or we can assume it's a trap. But what is going to trigger their trap? I mean, if I wanted to. Um, oh, say machine gun a whole load of us. I would probably let the first guy get across, and then you know some of his mates come out of cover, and then there's a whole lot of them, and then machine gun them all at once, wouldn't I? Mm. It's well, that's why I was once. thinking that five five of us going across may not trigger the trap. Mm. I'm starting to think that might just be the simplest approach. Do it, do it quick. Just go across as quick as we can. Spread out a bit, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've you've spent you know maybe half an hour to an hour so far. Um, you could still get across in the dark if that's what you wanted to do. Um, you know, there's, there's a tiny bit of ambient light, but it's it's a straightforward route, so it's not like you're going to you're worried about careering off a mountain uh, any more than usual. I mean. Um, you can wait until there's a bit that goes light. that points upwards at their end in the way that there's a bit that points upwards at our end. Yeah, and it's basically it's the uh, yeah you follow the gradient the, basically, yes. um, and you know the big shapes of things blocking out the some of the blizzard gives you a good idea of you know. I think just do it quick and quick and dirty, Lieutenant. So. Mm. Glad to go with you. Yep. Mm. I mean, the one thing you could actually do is, um, if you've got some, you know, either strap two ski poles together or something, um, you could still do the sticker, stick a hat on top of something thing and just have them on top of your ski poles. Just a bit higher. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it'll still give the same general sense of, and in the, I mean, again, in these conditions, yeah. it's not like they've got great visibility. Um, it would still give the general impression of some people moving around. I think do that. Do that with the Lost of the Darkness. Okay. Um, the, yeah, the lads on. You know, current uh, lookout duty will uh, obviously uh, keep an eye on you and try to provide covering fire if there is any sort of activity. Um, so, you know, if you hear a lot of shooting from behind you, turn around. Um, but Bonus points, they don't shoot at us? They'll do their best, you know. They, they like you mostly. Uh, within the usual... Uh, limitations of being in close confines with a bunch of people in very high stress conditions. Uh-huh. Um, Make sure that I don't owe anybody um, money who's on on. No, no, no. The other way round. <laughs> Take out a loan from everyone before you leave. <laughs> yes, a good point. Um. Okay. Yeah. You you set out. With the darkness, the again, it's like you, you know, you go out. You you are very heavily kitted out for this. 
you know, full on, you know, Arctic type gear, multiple layers of everything. It's all a bit clumsy, but you are used to that. The cold still hits you like a slap in the face. The wind is still vicious. It's a little bit sheltered um, in this this slope of the saddle that you're on. Um, there is enough you can um, you can given the current direction you can ride it to some extent downhill. You've got the wind at your back, which is always good. Um, and it also means it'll be in the face of any Austrians who are happening to, who might happen to be lying in wait. Um, so, uh, would you like to be at the front or the back or some other arrangement of the uh, the five? Side to It'd side, be one of us at the front, one of us at the back, but it doesn't really matter between the two of us, does it? Yeah. So when we have space to spread out, I'd think side to side, so we can't all be machine gunned at once. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, pretty much, you know, very shortly after you leave the tunnel, uh, you know, you, there's a, a short trail down to the slope, and then you can start, you can spread out, uh, and, yeah, as you say, it's harder to spot you, it's very difficult to machine gun you, maybe one officer at each end, so that if there is an ambush, one of yeah. you's probably okay to yeah. give the order to, you know. <laughs> carry, carry on regardless. Yeah, or flee! <laughs> Um, yeah. Um I mean if we could do it maybe just as dawn is approaching so as the shadows are really starting to move around and so Absolutely on, that yeah. That might be yeah. a good idea so basically you know Yeah with the the, the, the movement the, could be us or it could be the shadows sort of Yeah thing. and of course you've got the swirling wind which again is you know whipping snow around it's whipping the shadows around um so yeah um you, you do all this timing you've probably got a skill you could roll for that you've got military science haven't you a bit that's a skill give me a military science roll um dead on 50 out of 50 tick it remember to tick anything you never know i might i might run something else for these characters as they survive um, um 90 over 50 so um i go with what the uh lieutenant says <clears throat> Um, he's he's got the timing bang on. Like he's observed the the way that the sun moves around, the shadows move around at the right time of day. So yeah, he he you know gives a signal. You will head out. You it works really well. You coast down the slope at really a ferocious rate with catching the winds. You know you've got this nice slope. You pick up loads of speed. You hit the flat bit. The snow has covered any irregularities, any little rocks that might be there, there's nothing to write, you shoot straight across. There's not a sound uh, of anything on the Austrian side, there's no flashes of gunfire, there's not a sound. You do feel your heart's, you know, racing a bit as you start, you know, you still got a lot of speed as you start going up the hill, which helps a lot. Um, you know, but you, you can see, you know, you're staring into the teeth of the machine gun nests. Um... Spend a point of willpower from the exertion and the uh, anxiety of uh, pushing yourselves across these conditions. You feel the minutes tick away. Um, and, you know, the last bit of the slope gets harder and harder. You're pulling yourselves up to a certain extent... You reach the, the the shelter of the portion immediately there. 
nothing. There is no... There's been nothing. Was that a body? Because presumably that's where we, we it would make sense for us to go towards if, the machine gun. Yes, yeah, I guess. Yeah, if that is where you're going, you can certainly do that. I'm just thinking uh, that that's probably one of the more obvious, easy ways in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you, the easiest way to get in is through the firing loopholes of these machine guns. Mm. And yeah, you you can see. Um, you know, this one's been hauled fully round, and there is a body slumped next to it. Another one looks like someone's starter pulling it out of position, but maybe gave up. Um, Very quickly, because obviously it's cold, with yeah. basically exposure's going to kick in. Was the body shot, or was it... Did it die of exposure, or what? Um, not shot, um, no, should have more internal organs, really, inside. Oh, so it's been eviscerated. Maybe an ex, could be like an explosion shredding the torso, perhaps. Something Probably like not that. a trenching tool or anything like that. It doesn't look, it doesn't look like a, you know, doesn't look like they've been stabbed or hmm. anything like that. It's, it's a bit more. Much blood about. Yeah. Fair amount, yeah. Splattered, frozen. Um, there's obviously lots of casings uh, from yeah they have fired this gun very definitely Um, the other ones are loaded and appear at a glance to be you know ready for firing Um, this one has actually it's probably exhausted it's probably run through a belt um, I'm suggesting you, whoever did this took them out very fast. Hmm. Um, yep. Um, Any so, signs of where they were shooting? Um, yep, they were firing yeah, back into the tunnels. Back into the tunnels behind. Okay, you... so once, once we're in those tunnels and it's a little bit at least out of the wind... Mm-hmm. Um, see if we can actually see if there's an actual area where uh, bullets were going into. Yeah, um, so you you all get yourselves in, um, you know, out of it. It's, it's it's wonderful. It's so warm in here. It's great. There's no wind howling at you. How big um, are the other machine guns as well? Um, the normal size for machine um, guns. Are they sort of, like, no, are they like, yeah, okay. So are they light machine guns? So in other words, yes. you know. Yeah, but the standard Schwarzler is M7. Yeah, okay. So in which case. No, I, I posted a picture of it earlier. It's that one. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm thinking is, um, if I can get a couple of the men to grab, grab one of them mm-hmm. and take it inside. Yeah. Potentially. We, we, that might be something that might be uh, of help. Yeah, that's exactly um, what you have. You know, uh, I have a horrible fault. feeling that I have a horrible feeling um, that um, uh, it's. Uh, uh, let me have a quick look at that. That's what called. Is that water cooled? No, it can't be. Not up there. Oh, I think it is. Um, do do Jesus. bear in mind that if you if you dump heat into ice, it's just going to crack. So that's fine. Long, long as you don't fill it up so that it cracks the case first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's mm. fine. Yeah. 
And you could always uh, refill it in the way traditional, traditionally available to all male soldiers. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just, um, don't, just don't touch the sides when the sides are very, very hot. Yeah, so, you know, uh, a couple of the boys grab one of these things. Um, but you're all capable of... You could probably grab a couple. I mean, you're all supposed to be capable of hauling one of these things up a mountainside if yeah. necessary. Um, I mean, I think can, I can do that. a reasonable skill in it. I'm just wondering if any of the... I think, I think most of the others, uh, at least a couple of the others, have got, got a skill. Honestly, I, I would regard a light machine gun like this as more in the firearms than in the heavy weapons category. Sounds fair to me. Yeah. It is basically a magazine-fed weapon. Yeah. It's bulky, but yeah, it's not an artillery it's piece. Heavy, but it, it, do, it doesn't fire that differently from a rifle. Mm. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, you can have a glance round in this area if you want. Um, like sorry. I say, I'm, 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 if I can see where... Yeah. If there was a, was there a grouping of where the bullets were going? Yeah. So, Croce, you are you going to do it yourself? You're going to dispatch one of the lads to look. Um, Doesn't matter, uh, just for flavour. I guess probably. I'm going to get at least a, we're going to get at least a couple of them to be um, keeping a lookout on guard, mm-hmm. um, and then I want to, I think, be looking. I want to kind of get an understanding of. Why they of of were they? I mean, obviously, if if there's one kind of tunnel anywhere, they're not going to exactly mm-hmm. be spraying around. But also, can I see any uh, blood? Did they hit something? Mm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the lads get the guns. They start, you know, just checking over them, make sure they're going to actually fire if they need them to. Mm-hmm. Um. You. Uh, there's probably some signal you've agreed you're going to give if you make it safely to the side, which I assume you give. Yeah. You know, a flash a lamp or something. Um, yeah, you go over and have a look. Um, so you can, you can see there's a, there's a trail of shots, um, kind of stitched into the side of the passage. The, now passages are really quite claustrophobic, quite small. Mm hmm. Um, so it looks like they fired at someone approaching through the, you know, either maybe they, potentially they were just off target as someone was coming down the tunnel towards them. Um, maybe they, you know, let off a shot wildly, let off some shots to try and discourage someone from approaching. Um, there's no, there's no, there's no obvious sign of blood. Um... There's a few spots where it looks a bit more concentrated in terms of the fire. So, you know, you might say maybe closer to you. So you might say maybe, you know, they they sort of stitched a bit and then got a bead on someone and fired. But, you know, they weren't able to uh, pin them down. Um, but you're not seeing what you would expect to see if someone was firing into even one person charging down a tunnel, which is yeah. an extremely dead person. Mm. Um Um, you'd also say the person, uh, you know, you, 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 the lads, you know, dust off the body of this, uh, gun. Actually, what is the lieutenant doing? 
trying to get an overall picture, which I think is what, what we're getting. Um, mm-hmm. Give me a scavenge roll, perhaps, as you cast your eye around this chamber. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but no. Uh, I think probably what I'm actually looking for is... An, it's on it to be out here anyway. We're going to have to get out into the caves, but uh, mm. the standard thing they tell us to look for in, in, with that weird guy from Intelligence came to give us a briefing, you know, maps and orders and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm just rolling for the lads. Uh, is that scavenge? Good, good lads. Yeah, so Martinelli, you know, brushes the snow off this corpse. Um... Right, um, Sarge, Tannen, um, he's not in, uh, he's not in, he's not kitted out for machine gun, you know? Is he full, I mean, okay, so, number one, is he fully dressed? Fully dressed, does not have the big gloves you would expect someone to have if they're at an external firing point. Does not have, you know, the big hat you would expect when you're wearing, uh, maybe even goggles, mm. you know, for being on machine gun duty for a time. Um, this is more what you would, this, again, it's the Austrian equivalent, but it's what you would expect someone to be wearing when they're just around in the base, maybe not on active duty at the m- moment. It's like this person, this, you know, it's like he's, rushed up and grabbed this gun rather than being yeah. stationed on it. Um, also, um, uh, that, yeah, so, um, schnapps, anyone? Oh, Half a bottle. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of a stash of stuff uh, this machine gun post, understandably. So, you know, there's there's some tobacco, there's some schnapps, there's a little bit of chocolate. Um, and as he popped, as he pats pockets of this um, this Austrian, he also does a, a, a satisfying metallic sound, and he pulls out a machine pistol. Shot, shot or not? Uh, not apparently. Uh, either you only good on a machine pistol? Uh, I don't think it's we specialise sh- firearms here. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean again, it's... That- yes, so. I mean, I've got firearms of 60, so... Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, heavy weapons of 40. Yeah, so just firearms, yeah. So that is a... Uh, that is a Steyr M1912 Patrone 1619mm automatic machine pistol with a 16 round clip. Um, again, pistols are for officers, so, you know, we'll wave that in your general direction. One of you take it. I'll, I'll check it over at least. Yep. Mm. Um, yeah, it's got a full 16 round clip, has not, doesn't appear to have been fired. Um, Just make sure the action hasn't frozen, that kind of thing. Yeah, looks fine. Um, yeah, this, um, that plus, um, the bottle of schnapps suggests this person was an officer. Hmm. Any sign of any papers on him? Um, I mean, this is pre, 
uh, dog tags, isn't it? So, yeah, he'll, he'll have his pay book somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That, that's generally what everybody used to carry yep. in the event that, yeah, <laughs> hoping that your pay book would survive. Uh, yep, uh, that is... Uh, uh, Felix Augustin. Mm. You don't need to make a note of that. Um, but um, some kind of... Uh, I do not have a rank, but... Um, yeah. He came a long yeah. way to die. Yeah. Uh, probably Leutnant of some kind. Mm-hmm. While we're doing this, I, I'd like to have a look around. I mean, from here... Mm-hmm. The obvious ways to go are back into the caves, and presumably there will be a lower exit from the caves on the other side of the mountain. Is that what we'd expect? Indeed. Yeah. Uh, or out in front of the machine guns, which clearly they didn't do, or our guys would have seen them. Is there anywhere else, like off to the sides or up the mountain face, that they could have got to? You don't... I mean, from when you occupied this, from from what you know of it, there'll, there'll have been a map of what it looked like when it was occupied by you. Mm-hmm. So whether or not you have been here before specifically, you at least know what it was like. Um, there was, yeah, an exit further down. There was action, also an internal exit to the top of the glacier to give a slightly safer way to get to lookout points that was, you know, behind. So you could approach them from behind rather than in front um, for spying, um, you know, back down towards Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, they might well have added some side exits to other points, depending where they've built their own um, stations, uh, which is not entirely clear. Um, there shouldn't be lots and lots of bits. There's, I mean, there's also potentially ways you could, because it's a glacier, there's lots of crevasses and so on. Sure. Uh, within it, potentially there's places someone could have you know, decided I'm going to step off the path, scramble down into this crevasse, and then try and make my way out somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's possible. It's probably not something you would choose to do unless you were desperate. Mm, yeah, I'm just thinking there were desperate people here. Maybe some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. Um, so it's that's that's yeah that's basically what I'm saying. It's it's a valid option for a desperate person. Well. Sergeant, my feeling here is that uh, what we probably ought to have to do is have a quick poke down these caves, see how far they've abandoned it, and then report that run report in mm. before it gets dark. It really is odd. No sign of them. No sign of them at all. Um... Presumably, we, we're we flashing kind of Morse type thing backwards and forwards to each other over to the to the other side. Oh, yeah. Do we, okay, if we have signal lamps that'll do that, then yeah, let's, let's do that. Moment. Yeah, you've got, I, I assume either that or you've got some kind of decently sized semaphore flag you can wave. I suspect to... a carbide lamp might be, might be the most compact. And it keeps your okay. hands warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, one of the one of the boys has brought a carbide lamp uh, in his pack, which you signal with, and then presumably put down somewhere near the exit. Yes, 
um, rather than carrying it all around with you. Those are quite nasty, as I recall. Well, if we're going down the caves, we might need to use it, but yeah. That's true. I know it's them, it's, it's limelights that I'm thinking of that are nasty. Oh, it's the same thing. It is yeah, the same thing. Is. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get an incredibly, incredibly bright light. Fantastic bright light. Very occasionally Slightly you get a hydrogen extreme. explosion, but you know, it's fine. Yeah, very, yeah, very, that, hardly at all. What's a little hydrogen explosion between friends? That's what I say. So, yeah. Okay, are you going out to do a bit of scouting? Well, in to go mm-hmm. to do a bit of scouting. I mean, I, I feel that we're now inside, mm-hmm. and um, unless specifically ordered by the lieutenants, um, we are now inside. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, once we've taken, once we've dealt with checking over this courtyard area, and everybody's. Um, had a bit of searching around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some chocolate and a, and a big large amount yeah, of no, uh, we, we know the theoretical plan of these tunnels. Just sweep the thing. I mean, my, my feeling is we sweep these tunnels, we, we get the status here, then we go home. Mm. Sounds good. Sounds wise. That's what they ordered us to do. Mm-hmm. If whatever it is catches us... Then, the, then the uh, glor- glorious kingdom of Italy doesn't doesn't get the information. So, really, it's, it's our duty to bog off out of it as soon as we have the information. Sounds entirely sensible. Um, okay, so you've got, you know, there's these tunnels through the ice with this eerie sort of bluish light filtering through. Um, in a few places they are lit up by, you know, lamps that have been, um, hung from the walls, but those are, I'm pretty sure, going to be running very, very low at this point. Um, and there's that, the sort of constant faint drips of the meltwater, um, from unexpected directions and, Odd echoes. Um, make me stealth rolls, mostly to see how easy it is for you to hear of your own sound. Fair enough. Uh, yes. 26 out of, out of 30. Mm-hmm. Oh, where is my stealth? 79 out of 50. Mm. So, um, yeah, the Sarge is making a bit more noise as... He's moving around. Lieutenant, you're like a ghost. Um, you know, you can't even hear your own footsteps. Your sensors are uh, laser-focused. Laser's haven't been invented yet, I think. But mm-hmm. your, your sensors are... Uh, also, laser-focused sensors would be really unhelpful because you want a wide field of sense. Um, your sensors are doing great. Like a bat. Um, like a bat. Your sensors are like a bat. Um... You, you're sort of building up, you're slowly moving along and building up from the echoes and, uh, giving actually, you know, a sort of mental picture of the organization of these tunnels. Um, you know this sort of environment. Um, I'm not going to be relying on our knowledge because presumably they've had time to dig some more if they wanted to, but. They have indeed. Um, they've repurposed some of the chambers to some extent, so you know what might previously have been a, you know, um, storage area. 
is being used has obviously been being used as a mess hall or the equivalent thereof, a small room when you can consume rations. Um, you do spot, yes, there are food supplies in there um, mm-hmm. that uh, were being, you know, got ready for eating. Five minute break. Uh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, there's um, tunnels off to the small cramped sleeping areas. Um, any sign of any bodies? Yes. Um, as you spend a few more minutes cautiously wandering around, and you see a sprawled figure in one of these passages. Um, Clutching a rifle um, looks like they fell headlong. You know, if you if if someone fell, you know, you've seen people falling when they've been running and got shot. Mm-hmm. Same sort of impression. Um, um, except less got shot and more had um, sort of been essentially chunks ripped out of them. You didn't come from the same little village as me, Sergeant, but I assume we have in common the grandmother who tells stories about what happens to naughty little boys. Yes. Okay, let's look specifically at the A digging machine could do this, but there hasn't been a digging machine here. Looking specifically at the wounds, Mm -hmm. do they look clean or do they look ripped um try and think of a good if you had an electric drill about this big okay and then sort of vaguely thrust it towards someone's torso and took out a big chunk like you know the stereotypical cartoon shark bite Mm -hmm. yeah out of you know, the middle of their torso. It's that sort of thing. Um, it's... Clean? No, it's more... Horn, almost. And there's a kind of spray of... Tissue. Is the... Uniform... Mm-hmm. In the... Gone into the wound? Um, the... Uniform at the back has gone into the wound to an extent. The uniform at the front has been uh, kind of blasted forward. And is there any, looking at the sides of the thing, is it hot? Or does it look like it's heated? In other words, is is, is there any cooking no. of the... I have no idea what could have caused this. You could all... Do you know what your jobs were? Sorry? Do you know what your jobs were before you were... Uh, Uh, Don't think it's... Don't think it's us, no. Strike out if you'd have any insight into something like this. I don't think it's us. I suspect idle aristocrat. 
Mm, uh, probably not then. Um, bum, 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 bum. I mean, look at my skills. Actually, I might, I might have actually been a uh, an alpine guide. Um, actually, possibly, I'm, or possibly, I actually I might be a professional soldier. I'm I'm seeing um, your craft mechanic and operate heavy machinery skills. Uh, Sarge, and I'm going, you might have seen something like this. Um, if there were a very nasty accident and someone got in the way of, say, a big mining drill. Yeah, but I would... Okay, so... Depending on how fast... I mean, part that was part of the reason why I was asking, because mm. depending mm. on how fast the drill is turning, yeah, you do potentially get some cooking yeah. on the edges. So that's what's odd. But looking at as well, is there any sign of any bits of metal or anything sheared off around the edges again? There's no debris from a weapon or from an object that you might have expected to see. Um... How weird. Mm. And actually, if you, as you look a bit more closely, in a few places, there's bits of bone, bits of rib mostly, still sticking out where the tissue, the softer tissues have all gone. Not particularly long bits, but you know, an inch or so. How clean cut is the, is the bone? Um, it's not clean cut. The ends have definitely broken off, snapped off. Um, but as you look at it, they look heavily eroded. As in... Ah, like an acid, maybe. More like a file. Or... Um, try and think. Physically eroded, not chemically. So, like an abrasion. Close up, lads. On we go. <laughs> Let's not be here any longer than we absolutely have to. Good, good choice. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm, fe- I'm feeling the need for a sand roll coming on anyway. So. Yeah, it's 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 not nice. Um. There's, you find some um, canteens that have been dropped. You find a rifle someone has discarded. There's a stack of crates that have been clearly knocked over. Um, partly broken. Um, you do have a recover a point of willpower after spending some time here because you are no longer outside in the freezing cold and howling wind. Um, and so the the effort that you exerted for that, um, time to argue about that. Yeah. Mm. Um. You find, uh, yeah, you see a couple of side tunnels off, which are probably sleeping quarters and similar. Um, and there's it. 
then it looks like there's a certain amount of a trail of stuff leading to another room which you won't recognise from the maps that you had. Carefully approach. What sort of trail? Um, again, this is people have dropped stuff. Dropped belongings um, rather than bits of people. Some of some of that actually on reflection might that might have been a person at some point. Yeah. That bit further in. Um you know, and then it's you know, bits of tools. Um is the stuff that seems to have been dropped mm. immediately afterwards. Um some cartridge cases uh, scattered out the tunnel floor. Um the odd bullet hole in the tunnel walls. Curious. Oh, it's carrying it carry on this to room. This, yeah, this supernumerated room. Okay. Um, you get you get a bit closer. Um, again, are, are you using the light? There is this sort of faint blue light filtering through. I can't. Mm. Opinions welcome, but I can't see a reason why we wouldn't be using our own lights here. I think we'd probably be using our own lights. In fact, if we if if they have electric lights, I would have think we would have at least have tried to. Mm-hmm. Though the chances of them, because um, one would assume that they're some form of bat- generator, then battery, and then um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say when a lead acid battery is frozen, probably doesn't really. Um, do that much for the battery. Um, give me a luck roll. Let's see if you found the generator. Uh, Since you weren't specifically looking for it so far. No. Um, uh, yeah, 34, so... Um, yeah, one of the rooms, you know, the lad stuck the head into had the generator in. Um, there's still, you know, a uh, sufficient supply of fuel. You can turn it back on if you want. Refuel it and get the lights going. Um, what do you think? Yep, better than waving lights around that are attached to us. Well, yeah. Conversely, it also means that if there is any anybody here, um, we're saying hi. We we've got here. Yeah, but better they know now than they know when our bobbing lights come round the corner saying hi. Here we are. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. so are we popping the lights back on? Um, I think so. Yeah. Some of them will turn out to have been damaged, but... I mean, if you, if certainly... you need me to make a machinery roll, I'll, I'll make a machinery roll. Yeah, let's see if you can get them all working again. Let's have a go. Uh, oh. Let's see. What is my heavy machinery is uh, 50, and I have rolled 37. So, yeah, that's no problem. Yeah, so yeah, you you know what steps to take to make sure that this is going to restart without issues. Mm-hmm. You know, you prep it gently. You get rid of the old grease and stuff that might interfere with it. You regrease it. What I don't know about machines. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you fire it up. Yeah, there's a couple of the lights that don't seem to be working anymore, but on the whole, the majority of them are. 
um, which makes this a much less eerie place to be in. Uh, which is going to be helpful when I have you do sandals. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I can see so clearly now. Thank you, Sergeant. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, make me a awareness roll. It's difficult, but make me one. Oh, 29 and uh, 60. There's no another chance. Um, you think you had a faint voice down one of the tunnels. Possibly survivors. Which tunnel? That way. Put the most stable man to watch it. Mm. Yeah, we uh, don't want to shoot him if we can take him prisoner. Well, this is it. Um, I'm sure one of the group speaks German. Uh, I'm sure one of them does. I'm sure when I was flicking through madly. Uh, yes, um, Martinelli speaks some German. And uh, again, you probably all know the basics of, you know, surrender, dog, mm-hmm. and don't shoot me. Mm. Uh, yeah, exactly. Halt, halt. Mm. Um, yeah. So you you can go and investigate if you wish. You are not obliged to do so. Um, at the very least, have him. Stand by the t- by where we thought we heard the sound. Mm-hmm. So if you can hear somebody, but again, very much being aware. Yep, that there is. Um, you know, there might be somebody or something coming from that direction. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, he'll, you know, go to the the junction towards that area and kind of listen out. No, in the next couple of minutes, there's no further sounds. Um, it, it sounded like it might have been a kind of, you know, startled exclamation in response to the lights coming back on, for example, rather than uh, anything more. Okay. Where you said that there was a room that had that wasn't on the map. Yeah. Um, presumed that the generator room was though. Yeah, you knew where the generator room was. Um, it's the same place um, you had it because the wires go there. Yeah. Um, but let's have a look at the room that wasn't on the map. Yep. You go to the room that wasn't on the map. Um, yeah. Um, there's, as you approach, um, you'll all recognize some of the crates. Um, there's, there's some small, crates next to the, the entrance into the room which clearly contain things associated with explosives. Some of them will be explosives, some will be detonators. Um, there's um, it looks like they perhaps were expanding their um, you know space in here by blasting into the glacier more. Mm. Um, which is certainly yeah, that's that's what you do. Um, 
there's quite a decent sized room so they've you know they've started maybe they're planning to get a bigger garrison in here and um you know prepare themselves for an assault or something like that um but mostly what you've got here is a a big sort of ice cavern um liberally decorated with austrian okay um see if i can i don't think yeah they haven't, ugh, need i need to ask dean to provide this picture separately but this gives some impression of it um um you've got dead austrians bits of dead austrians um weapons Again, more cartridge cases. De- there has definitely been at least one grenade set off in here. You can see from the, the bits of casing um, and the blast mark. Um, give me a sum roll. Both of us. Uh, yep, yeah, both give me a sum roll. On the plus side, you can see the room. <laughs> Which at least means you can see what's horrible. There are no shadowy corners. Okay, so I've just rolled six. Yeah. Dead Austrians? Great! 53 out of 80. Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. This is this is in no way worse than anything else you've dealt with. You're entirely unmoved by it. Uh, you know, you were, pro- you were hoping, probably, to find dead Austrians here because the alternative was probably worse. Um, so, yeah, there's that's where those Austrians have gone. They're here. You know, slightly less three-dimensional than they might have been at one point. Um, there's um, some drag marks leading out of the other end as though perhaps a body or more than one body has been dragged away in that direction Hmm. Um, yeah what would you like to do Stop and swallow a few times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've got some of that schnapps, you know, to, mm. to help with lubrication. Mm. Um, where the where the body was bodies were dragged off to. Mm-hmm. Does it look like it was drilled through, or does it look like it was blasted through, or what? Um, it just looks like a tunnel, honestly. Another tunnel, not particularly different from the others. Mm. And still, this is still not on the map. It's not. Hmm. Um, if you spend any time at all looking at the room, I can tell you more. I'd like to have a rough idea of how many people were here. Yeah. Uh, I'm off the function, really. I mean, this is presumably mm-hmm. not done in a great hurry. This would take ages. So what was, mm. what was it intended for first? And then, then, then presumably they tried to use it for a last stand. Yeah. So, well, actually, um, yeah, as long as you're not averting your eyes, some of this is obvious. Um, 
they had this space. They were clearly trying to expand it, and it, um, they seem to have started by um, detonating something more or less in the middle of the room, um, trying to drill downwards, perhaps. Um, what's and what's actually there is there's actually rock underneath, which is higher up than you might expect to find rock necessarily. Um, and specifically, there's a there's a, sort of a, a sheet of rock, and there's the reason you say blast because either they've blasted it away and found there's a, there's like a you know rock chimney going down, um, or they've built something into the rock themselves, which seems less likely. Yeah. Um, but there's an opening. Uh, in this rock. Um, Does that look like where the bodies went to? Um, no, no, that's just in the middle of this chamber. The bodies seem to have been dragged off out of the other side. Oh, okay. Right. So it looks like they had either created this chamber from both ends, or they'd made this chamber, made another exit to the chamber, and then decided to make the chamber bigger by expanding it. Curious. How far? Do, I mean, um, shine a light down the down the hole. How far down does it go? Um, so the is, first, yeah, is the, it full of bodies as well. Um, it does not appear to be full of bodies um, or anything. It's extremely regular, circular. Um, it's that's not the type of rock you get around here for a start. Uh, which makes it even less likely that the Austrians did anything here because nobody's going to drag loads of rock up the mountain to build this. this. That would be insane. Oh, okay. So we're not in the we're not in the um, glacier now. We're actually in. No, you are in the glacier. But we're standing on top of something that is not yeah. what the glacier should be standing on top of. Yeah. So oh, it's okay. it's there should be a significant distance down before you get to rock. There could be a very small pinnacle of rock that's extended up that they happen to run into, but if there was, it wouldn't be made of whatever this stuff is. Do you have science geology? Uh, no. Uh, I don't even... Oh, well, I've got 10% natural world. <laughs> yeah. Um, in that case, uh, can you roll me int times five? Well, that I can do. Uh... Five. Oh, in times five is actually quite. I'm quite good at in times five. Uh, Thirty-eight under seventy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Ten to seventy-five. Um, so anyone who succeeds, are you rolling, Roger? Brilliant. Um, yeah, that's that's basalt. That's black basalt, which has absolutely no place being here. Um, it so, is, is, so so. so Take a step backwards. Mm-hmm. This circular hole, yep, which I, I was thinking kind of was like a melt hole into the glacier, but you're saying no. This is the, we're now on rock ground, or we're now up. We're now. So are we standing on basalt? You are standing on ice. Yep. So initially, what it looked like was oh, they found a rock floor. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, they've, they've, where they've broken and has come true. As you look more closely, you are realizing what they've, what you, but as far as you can tell, they found a well. This is still the glacier, and what this is, it's almost like a chimney. Like an industrial chimney. Oh, okay, right. That has, that the glacier has formed around. So there's, it's like there's a, you know, if you imagine there's the bedrock, and there's, some, uh, not there's this chimney the door, sticking up from it, and then the glacier is here, and you're in the glacier. Yeah. And you'd absolutely yeah. expect. Also, a rock chimney would not normally be made out of blocks of precisely cut black basalt, which is what this appears to be. Highly polished, uh, extremely neatly cut uh, black basalt. And it, and it is looking man-made or... Uh, Manufactured, yeah. Yeah. Um, from the look of it, this thing has been covered with layers and layers of ice. Um, there's something big in one corner of oh, the chamber that has been covered by a tarp. Um, it's roughly the size of the opening. Um, it looks like something along the lines of bronze. Um, if you imagine the top of a Mr. Pringles tube. Actually, no. Imagine, imagine the top of a Smarties tube. Yes. Essentially one of those, made of bronze and buckled. Inwards or outwards? Um, probably outwards. So, Smarties Tube would kind of be along. Yeah. This one goes. Yeah. And th- th- there's a dome in the middle, in other words. It's also, it's probably more around the side. but So it's buckled out and it's distorted. It is, it is clearly not meant to be that shape. Um, if it were not distorted, it would probably fit the top of this thing. Oh, what are these idiots have done? Stuck around too long. Um, you, yep. Oh, yeah. um, if you wish to, um, you know, yeah. rifle through pockets, etc. Look for documents on oh, the tables around the walls. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You, again, you can do that. You can get the lads to do that while you're, you know, doing the important stuff. Mm-hmm. They grab everything portable that looks like it might be either valuable or of intelligence use. Um, there are some sort of schematics that give an, give an indication that um, this was supposed to be used to uh, part of creating another layer to the, the base for an expansion um, so that it could be used for an assault uh, by building up a body of troops here. Um, uh, Can I go yeah. to the other side of the room and look through where the bodies were dragged to, and you can, can yeah, down there? yeah, um, yeah. You head over there, um, yeah. So you would say probably two people were dragged off here. Um, there's a certain amount of blood, which suggests they were either very recently dead or alive. Um, there's a um. Yeah, the the sound of the the wind whistling 
through the tunnel is um, is is creepy. It's it's ominous. That's particularly odd because there isn't any wind. From is this from the thing coming up? Leaving or now. From, from down in the from the tunnel where those drag marks go. Chop chop. Um, got got to get this information back to back to base. Hmm. Do we need to look down? Yeah. This this. Um, is what? there any way to, sh- to 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 sh- to block off any of these tunnels? Any way to block off, at the very least, things into this room? This room was was had a door on it. But you said explosives in here. They will have had some sort of curtain. I mean, basically, what they were doing could just collapse this room, yeah. but it might risk collapsing the rest of the tunnel mm-hmm. system. So, yeah, they would need to know what they were doing. Hmm. Mm. You probably want to spend some time on it at least. Um, what have you? What did you do with um, uh, I, I think we're all Martinelli, your German speaker? Did you leave him at the other tunnel? Or have you brought him with you now? I think we. I thought no. I I thought we might have left him. Maybe I mean you know, if we were going to go out of earshot, mm. I think we'd have probably left him with somebody else. Okay. Um. Um, in which case, let's say you left him with Gallo. Um, Gallo kind of with a some ex, this, this sort of expression you give on finding a room full of slaughtered Austrians. Um, uh, sort of uh, pokes his head around the corner and and sort of gestures. Gotcha. Gallo. Someone, someone is coming uh, down that corridor. Slowly. Perhaps wounded. Uh, I think just one man. We will... We will come now. Um, Lieutenant, uh, I would like to leave at least one, maybe... Make, well, whoever is the third person with us... Mm-hmm. Um, because if we've left two people, there'll be another person who've been um, hanging around there. Um, we'll leave them at this door because I uh, would be quite keen on whatever did drag the bodies mm-hmm. over in that direction, not coming out. I mean, I'd like to go down the tunnel and see what see where the bodies were dragged to, but. Um, Mm-hmm. Um, the lieutenant seems quite keen on not doing that because he seems sensible and probably has uh, mm. listened to actually no you haven't listened to any radio plays about it because there won't have been any radio he's read some he's read some petty dreadfuls about this sort of thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah okay you you go on there and yeah you can you can hear there is a sound. It's just sort of, there's there's a sort of a, a like a, a stumbling sort of sound. Is that what you say? Like there's a stumbling and there's the occasional kind of scraping. That sort of as of probably you would recognise of the sound of someone moving on a crutch. Yeah, I'm sure you're familiar with that. 
I suspect all too well, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. Ah, um, Sergeant. Mm. I, someone's coming. I think wounded. Um, a little while ago. Um, from the sound of it, I think he fell and has uh, got up again. Slow progress. Um, I. Perhaps we can capture him. Is it a straight tunnel or is it bendy? Um, there's so the bit you're in is by a junction. There's a distance of reasonably straight tunnel through around the corner. Um. Very tempted to send Martinez and not Martinez, Martorelli, mm. um, and his lookout companion to have a look down the tunnel and uh, see if they can see who's coming up. Um, uh, Offer assistance, but explain that we are, um, you know, the glorious yes. Italian. We are Italians, aren't we? Yes. Now? Yes. The Kingdom of Italy. For, yeah, and have been now for ooh, years. About 15 years? 20? Yeah, yeah, I'd say both, both are <laughs> incredibly. <laughs> New and out to prove themselves. Yeah, that's all the joy. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, you can dispatch Martinelli. Yeah, we, we, we send it. Send him and one of his mates. They pop around the corner, and uh, you know, moments later, you hear kind of ah, that's, that's something in foreign. Uh, there is a, a brief exchange. Mm-hmm. I'm um, kind of hoping that the person speaks some Italian. Yeah. Um, I mean, you you will hear, you know, in, in Italian, um, the other, you know, um, Gallo is like, um, whatever the Italian equivalent is of uh, now, now, no funny business. Um, you well, know. And... Um, uh, a couple of minutes of probably negotiations follow, after which they return round the corner, leading a barely upright, um, heavily bandaged uh, Austrian. Um, Gallo is now carrying the bayonet, which the Austrian appears to have been holding. And yet there's all these guns here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, he says um, he was in the... Well, what passes for the uh, the ward when something happened. He's very hungry and thirsty and has no idea what's going on. He says... We will give him some food, possibly some, well, obviously some Prussian food. Yeah. Um, if you can give him some liquid water, he will be delighted. 
he, yeah, he, he sort of <laughs> sounds like this when he tries to talk. Okay, so well, knows some, yeah, <clears throat> uh, he's obviously not in a good way. Uh, um, we might even give might, him a little. If we have somebody, a little bit of snaps. That's all I was going to suggest. Mm-hmm. Give him a quick, quick That's not a good Um, I think I'm sure at least one of these <clears throat> has some first aid. Uh, no. ooh, that's um, oh, oh, was that supposed to do that? Uh, oh well, I'm sure it's fine. Aha. Hello! Happy birthday to those of you who that applies. Thank you. This is actually quite good timing. Oh no! Um, they all died. So, one of the things that the prisoner is about to, the prisoner the well yeah prisoner is about to tell you um, is is probably to ask if you are here for sure. the Italian. See. Um, he gestures towards one of the small tunnels you have not been down mm-hmm. um, which when you explore you will find there is a um, th- this one actually has an actual door with an actual lock on it wow. um, and inside um, are two Italians Ooh. Um, an elderly civilian um Looks like someone who's been conscripted to help with the work. You know, that's a thing that the Austrians do. Foul Austrians. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is a soldier. Um, Nick. Nikolai Marcielli. Buongiorno. <laughs> <laughs> um, which character? Nick. You can be Angelo Martinelli. Domenico Gallo or Roberto Catanio? I can't roll my R's, so that might rule out Roberto. You shouldn't have um, to shout your own name after all. Uh, I'll be Roberto, go on, what the heck. I'll be Roberto, okay. That's true. Yeah. Uh, it's useful because I haven't uh, used his name in anything yet. But that's also helpful. Um, You're not being Dominic the Donkey, then. <laughs> Is that his nickname? Mm-hmm. No. Do you not know Dominic the donkey, the Italian Christmas donkey? Are you feeling all right, Mark? Is it hot over there? <laughs> so, I um, it was Roger yeah. that had the fever. Nick, um, you have been, um, well, you've been left alone um, for the last few days. Um, luckily, there was some, you know, bread and um, similar left in the cell, or what passes for a cell. Um, but you've been here with this this conscript um, who um, has been taken in and out uh, occasionally, but he's kept here to stop him escaping. Um, you were on either a scouting or a um, some sort of infiltration. Ask when you were captured by an Austrian patrol. Okay. And uh, obviously, obviously, you would never dream of talking, but um, they Definitely not. Im- imprisoned you here until uh, they had a chance to uh, take you down off the mountain. Or whatever it is they were going to do. Okay. Um, 
about several days ago. It's a bit hard to keep track. Um, you thought you might be being rescued because there was suddenly a lot of machine gun fire. Um, and then it, and screaming and stuff, but it all died down and nobody came to rescue you. Oh. And you've been stuck in here going, what's going on? Okay. With the other um, Italian. With the other Italian, uh, whose name is Tommaso. Thomas. Oh, is, is he my dad? Yeah. Uh, my uncle. Your uncle, yeah, your uncle. Um, it turns out maybe the reason you were scout snooping around here is because you had reason to think he had been conscripted. That would make sense. Um, and he recognised you, so obviously the, the the Austrians thought there was some kind of plot. Um, he is not. He is not coping well. He spent more time, um, you know, outside uh, being driven around by. The Austrians in uni doesn't have your hard military mindset. Um, he is um, he has not responded well to the sounds of screaming and death, and the terrifying eerie whistling noises that have plagued the uh, place for the last few days. Uh, uh, no, it's fair enough. He's not had my training. Yeah, yeah. Um, Uncle, we Uncle, have, we have yourself. Well, an awful lot of so bodies, by the way. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, yes, that, that's valid. There are all Austrian bodies. Yeah, so, right. are yeah. you guys um, same army you're in? You're not allies yet, are you? Whatever you are in the First World War, they're all Italian. Yeah, <laughs> different, different battalion. But um, stand up and salute. If I can stand up in this cell, um, just about, yeah, yeah. Friends, friends, quick! My uncle, he's not in good shape. Do, I'm Roberto. Chain smashing. Roberto Gallini. I'll give my rank and serial number or whatever. Yeah, fair enough. And you probably get um, He's probably not even chained because he's locked away in this thing, and they've taken his gun away. You know, it's uh... yeah. Um, I mean, probably in normal times, you know, the, this tunnel is one of the many places that the people who weren't on sentry duty would have lounged around smoking. Um, so there was effectively guards here. Um, they just appear to be um, a fine paste now. We don't know a lot, but it what appears happened? to have been very violent. cause all that noise? Where are the guards? Us. What happened? No. <laughs> Did I hear a lot of shooting? That was the sweep and get out. The whistler for the third time, and this time I mean it. He's not talking about the painting. Lieutenant Sergeant. we have about three other infantry soldiers with us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. Who are, who are carrying various things they have retrieved from, you know, that are of military value or, you know, yeah. tasty. Um, I am Sergeant uh, Gianfranco uh, Croce. I deliberately didn't let you have that one, Nick. <laughs> um we decided that you weren't allowed near anybody's crotch. Never, never really quite had the personal popularity of Sergeant Rock, but you know, in the specialised market. Crotche. Yes, if you like. 
that whistling noise does sound like it's getting closer. Behind us. You so can where's tell because the whistling where we're going noise away from? The direction you heard it coming from before. Behind you. Yeah. The, the, the yes, the, the non-exit side of the tunnels. So it's coming from the non-exit side? Yeah, from probably that weird big chamber with the hole in, or the tunnel on the other oh, side of it. Oh, perhaps it's coming from, is it? So, Bad bear together. in mind that we left at least one of our compatriots mm-hmm. by the door of there. Yeah. Um, we'll bring him back. Um, was it, was the noise coming from the... Something coming. Corridor, or was it coming from up the, um, up the, t- up, up the, uh, it's out the, now. um, chimney? The, from the corridor, the other side. Yes. Quite agree. Excellent suggestion, Private. Hmm. We should go. I, it, I think we should go as well. Uh, let's pick up some <laughs> for our new acquisitions. All right, Uncle, calm. We're safe now. Yeah, you can yeah. do that. Um, there'll be some stashed fairy nearby. Any rations around? Oh, there's loads. We take yeah, they, the, we yeah take they've already collected some. Yeah, we we we, we let them sit in the separating kitchen. the guards from the rations. Yeah, we we, we let them sit down. Um, in the kitchen bit while we're getting clothes and stuff for them. Yeah. Um, um, you take a very short time to do so. I'll grab a knife or something. We've got pistols and rifles if you want. Good with the knifey knife. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. You I'll take just... a pistol, but I'm better at yeah. up close and personal. Okay. There's, there's no. Again, you've, you've. The other soldiers probably picked up a couple of spare rifles. Um, and you have two machine guns with you <laughs> that you stole. So, um, yeah, so you grab some stuff fairly hastily. You quickly devour some food, to get, maybe some of that chocolate that was found earlier oh, to give you some energy for the retreat. Austrian chocolate, lovely. Mm. Um, Not as good as Italian chocolate. Right. Oh, yes, Are we going nice for <laughs> a <laughs> extra- Are we going for an extremely hasty toot sweet? Uh, retreat or a slightly more cautious but still fast retreat? I think reason I will be go erring for caution because yes there is something coming mm-hmm. but it doesn't sound like it's coming very massively quickly or not much more quickly than we're going. Um, yeah, it- let's get, let, let, let's get, let's get the injured soldier is he well? Uh, Were there any skis? Like I mean, we've seen a lot of stuff over. that's just been abandoned. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be able to ski, presumably. Well, yeah, they'll def- there's definitely the skis, the sledges that they use to move supplies around. That's you a good point, actually. Yeah, stick him on um, a sledge. Yeah, stick him on a sledge. Um, presumably, what we're using, Nick, is. Um, Survival Alpine for skiing and stuff. Oh, I, uh, I'm fine with that. Um, my uncle, less good. Yeah. Um, I mean, worst case scenario, we can put a couple of them on the sledge and basically just pull it across. I mean, if I've been taught how to do, how to, how to pull a, pull a sledge, yeah. I'm guessing that every bugger in the, <laughs> in, in reality yeah. is, is taught how to do that. Yeah, sort of absolutely. And so to be honest, I mean, your uncle is used to living on a mountain. Okay. Yeah, he's he's he hasn't had explicit training the way you have, but 
I'm more worried yeah, about his mental state than his physical state. Yes, yes, that is that is reasonable. Um, he is convinced something is coming Indeed. and constantly we, we, trying to drive everyone towards the exit. Speed, I mean, we're not arguing. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. He, can he use a can yeah. he use a knife or a gun or anything, Uncle? Um, yes. I give him a rifle. Yeah. Yeah. He can. Fun. He can use a rifle. Um, he will sling it over his shoulders, but. You know, once again, continue hastily pulling on, you know, larger boots and uh, getting out of there. So we are going for a a rapid, yeah. efficient retreat rather than I a sprint to scoop up the desperately for the exit, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really care who has it. Yeah, you. Yeah, your third bloke scoops up the third machine gun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Each each of the lads now has a machine gun, um, and um, yeah, just everyone. I'll I'll roll for the lads. Everyone, just give me an athletics test. Are these AI generated uh, portraits? Uh, I don't know. I don't know quite what the look is, but they have the look of it. Uh, uh, I, oh, that's the other option. It might be um, colorized. Yeah, yeah, it could, yeah, it could, yeah, it could be. Uh, 50 over 70. Cool, cool. Or 50 under 70. Under 70. That's the important distinction. What's yeah. this? Alertness? Uh, no, uh, athletics. no, athletics. Oh, 79. Uh, What's your athletics? Back in the room, not that. It's not far off, it's 70. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. Um, so, um, Cataneo, uh, um, you're concerned about your uncle, obviously. Um, you know, and also you've been kept in this rather cramped condition for a while. You're not in quite the same shape as the others are. You know, your muscles are a bit stiff, etc. Um, so you're just struggling a little bit with, um, with keeping up. So you're towards the rear and, um, you catch a glimpse of something, um, approaching. From I'll, behind, I'll, yeah. From behind, uh, you, you know, uh, there's a sort of it's like a, a sort of whirlwind sort of thing from up the tunnel. From up the tunnel, um, whirling down through the tunnel towards um, you at really, I mean, not as fast as you'd expect an actual whirlwind to be moving, but certainly at an unpleasant speed. Uh, we must go faster, uh, Lieutenant. Faster, please. There's something behind us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, people charge out. Um, you extract yourselves through the machine gun uh, points, which is where you got in. Um, slip through. Right. Now what's the plan? Has Back anything changed side. since we were last out here? Okay. Um, Good. Um, not obviously. Um, you extract yourselves, grab skis and stuff, mm-hmm. prepare to start. Um, you start your way down the slope, I assume. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, give me int times uh, yes, five, probably. 
Hmm. Yep. Yep, any any success is fine. Uh, uh, 32 under 70. You notice that the the whistling, which you can still hear behind you, is changing its patterns, and that pattern is coinciding with an unexpected sudden rise in the wind. Um, wind begins uh, funneling into your faces. It was at your back before, so that's not unsurprising, but it's picking up and snow is whipping up uh, from the ground around you. This is okay, we're, we're harder not going than you expected. So I, I will suggest that anybody who's having a hard time uh, grab the guy next to you, just work together, try to overcome the wind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And have we... We've got... We're pulling at least one sledge, aren't we, with the wounded guy... Yeah, and possibly your uncle on it. Well, he might be alright. Is my uncle physically capable or is he? Yeah, alright. He's well, a bit I'll, I'll help him along yeah. as per the lieutenant's instructions. Okay. Yeah, when, when did he lose um, that first, anyway? So, it looks well, quite a recent wound. Not, You're not very well fed. Um. Um. So, can I have. Um, so if you want to press on into the teeth of the wind mm-hmm. um, can I have um, an athletics test yes zero one come on yes which is not a critical under half nice 16 I thought my 16 was show good off. As he cartwheels mm-hmm. down there. <laughs> yeah. So are you all right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Passing yeah. Well, I've got some marginal. I'll yeah. Gallo is struggling a bit, definitely. Um, and yeah, there's a couple of you that have rolled really well. So, you know, you grab hold. Yeah. Uh, let's assume Gallo is the one pulling the wounded German, uh, wounded Austrian. So it makes sense mm-hmm. that he's um, he's falling behind a bit. Um, a couple of you scoot up to, you know, help him uh, haul that along. Um, and can you all also, uh, not Roger, can everyone else please roll me a 1d8? 1d8, I do not get the roll of this, and I severely off. That's the last time I'll do an Italian accent. Um, a three. Three? Who am I no, kidding? You... That's not the last time. No, I know you you don't roll it very often, Nick, because that's actually your damage in my game. <laughs> uh, so, uh, four. Okay, you lose that much willpower. Oh, okay, man. Wow. Um, From the, the effort of forcing I, yourself... I suspect as, as we uh, gradually, individually weaken a bit, we're going to end up on um, a sort of flying wedge of raised shoulders and tugging the sled. Um, I imagine that is, in fact, happening. Um, right. A, um, the whistling is growing louder behind you, um, but you, you reach the bottom of the slope, uh, where you first came from. Yeah. 
Um, another athletics test will be required. Oh, to, me. And this one is at uh, minus 40, apparently. That was just another well, zero. Well, that would have been a Whatever pass. it is they put in those Austrian mm-hmm. rations, it's really great. That's no, I long Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I it's the snaps, clearly. the rations, because... Um, I failed by four, 34. Mm-hmm. The lads are also struggling. Uh, oh, that's wrong for Uncle. Uncle's fine. Mm, Again, wrong for me. Yeah. I failed by 19 with the minus 40 test. Yeah, I think the wind is just picking up even more. It's it's You're even struggling to... You're not quite struggling to discern which way to go, but you're certainly just struggling to <laughs> make out anything... I've been locked in a cell for four days. That's my yeah. excuse. Um, is anyone... Is, would anyone like to look it, around at the source of the whistling? Oh, no, I've read that one about the Pillar of Salt. And Orpheus. And it, and it, uh, and it is sort of my job. Um, yeah. Well, one of the... Awareness? You can if you wish. One of the NPCs has also just rolled a 90 on oh, his log check. the awareness. That's something. So like he's looking 58 out of yeah. 20. Yeah, the, 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 the snow blocks out your vision. You cannot see. Um, but um, Martinelli begins shrieking. Uh, let me... Can someone roll me a 1d12? Oh, I'll do that. I never get to roll that one either. Three. Three. All right. Sorry. Do you want me to roll it again? Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, Martin Ali uh, makes alarmed Italian noises. Uh, oh, well, God, he's horrible! <laughs> come on, and, come on. Um, Keep going. He, he's. Ooh, let me see. Johnny, you're on. Um, make me some kind of convincing someone to do something. Roll. Um, I have. It's it's not. I have harangued. Harangued sounds like a good. I'm terrible. I can't do any of that. I'll just push him. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I roll fifteen under fifty. Okay. Um, Haranger. Yep. Um, you you see him starting to try and. Um, you know, get a grip on this machine gun that he picked up. Um, trying to turn round, um, you smack it side to the side again. So, no, get a move on. Um, and oh, 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 oh dear! You die uh, here, your girlfriend. Let me have me to sleep with. That'll barely keep her satisfied. Uh, oh dear, I need to check. Um, uh, Can I ask what the skill? No, I don't. Do, do you know when you look at <laughs> looking, looking at the skill list and you see unnatural? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a skill. It's unnatural. <laughs> I see. Nobody um, asks what it is when you're doing it. We just leave the room. Oh, if anyone's got unnatural, you are of course so, welcome to roll it now. No, no, no. Uh, my, my, you'll be pleased to know my unnatural is zero. 
Okay. Oh, uh, oh, what a shame. It's a long way up. Uh, oh, we're near Innsbruck. I've been there. Mm? Uh, mm. Uh, well, yeah, okay. Uh, right, so that was a zero two. Uh, that was a 100. Wow, okay. Um, so, there is a shriek from Martinelli, and in the, in your peripheral vision, you see him, um, swept up into the air, as though gripped by something, but then tumble down, crashing into the snow, the nice soft snow. Well, that's all right. Um, and is it is it raining? Is it raining red at the moment? Or it, is it... He's well. He's still screaming. Shoot! Um, I'm going to shoot into the uh, air behind him. Uh, well, let's have a look. Someone give me a look roll for Martinelli. I'm going to sing. He's already. <laughs> it feels like a pre-fail to me. Uh... Okay, so I've rolled. Five for Martinelli's look roll. Oh, okay. Um, Martinelli, yeah. Lands with a thunk, rolls, somehow manages to land in a snowdrift and roll without breaking any limbs when he's wearing skis, which is an impressive feat. Lucky. Uh-huh. Um, and starts clawing back to his feet. Um, the thing... Failed to get a proper grip on him as it attempted to snatch him up. I'm uh, shooting up where I think the thing is without. Well, I I wouldn't know not to look. I I am trying to make out anything in that region. Okay, yeah, um, you can see a shape. I'm still trying to move forward. It's just kind of a as I shoot, mm-hmm. move and shoot. Can I do that? If that's yeah, possible, yeah, you're you're on skis, so I don't see why not. Um, yeah, shoot at you, the shape. You show the shape. Um, give me an alertness to see how clearly you see the shape. Please fail. Yes. Fail. No. Oh, is a doubles a good thing in Cthulhu Eternal? Have you passed or failed? I have passed. Excellent. With a 44 under 60. In that case, since doubles are good for you, you see the shape exactly clearly enough to target it precisely, but not oh. quite clearly enough to see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh rats I can't make it out but I shall shoot it anyway yes go for it what are you shooting it with I only have a pistol you shoot it with your pistol right. go ahead uh, I guess that's small arms or maybe I've just got small arms um, firearms yes okay I'm not terrible at this better with a knife uh, 55 under 60. <laughs> so that's a, quite a good Ooh, pass. I yeah, think. roll me some damage. How oh, uh, much damage does me pistol do? We? Just say on oh, I have. I haven't got a pistol on my character sheet. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, uh, the pistol of mine is a D10 anyway. I've got a rifle. Perhaps I should have taken a rifle. Can we say I took a rifle, actually? I've just realised yeah. I've got 70% in my rifle. Yeah, yeah, you were offered a rifle, so... Okie dokie. <laughs> That's a d12 plus 2, so mm-hmm. 3 damage. Hooray! Um, yeah. Um, 
you're not sure it's done a yeah. lot. The thing is clearly very large, but it's done something. I'm guessing well, this is like got a bolt a five round internal magazine, so something like that. Try and reload. I'll just but you do have to re- re-bolt it each time. Hmm. Well, I'm hoping my I'm hoping my inspirational move will get the others to prepare well, to death. Um, as well, I'm, I'm checking uh, the stage. I don't want to get further and further behind. Is he getting moving? So, if yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's dragging himself so back my, to his feet. Um, the shot may have bought him enough time to get back to his feet. You think? So yeah. 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 Um, well, um, yeah, you get them moving again. Give me a harangue, see if it spurs them on effectively. Ah, oh, they are inspired by some combination of your incredible leadership and the horrifying thing causing people to scream behind them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they dig their, um, ski poles in and you know force themselves forward in the teeth of this wind give me another set of athletic trolls <laughs> oh I'm tiring a bit now there are two. Oh, made by one point 69 <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> a mere 13 for me the lieutenant turns round uh, as he Soils through the effortlessly through the wind. Um, he was born with skis, on, I think. Yeah, Sergeant is close at hand. Um, how, sorry, how did you do, Nick? I passed by one percentage point. One percentage. Sergeant is close behind um, and realizes that the enlisted men are not doing so great and are, in fact, struggling forward inch by inch in the teeth of this wind. Also, sell for four days. Well, compared with digging trenches in the snow on, on army okay. rations the last four days, you managed to be better off. I've last me through the cell load range. Mm-hmm. 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 Probably being warmer. That's a wee in a corner. Come on. Give me a break. Um, You've made some fantastic sculptures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mum always said I was a piss artist. Yeah. It you okay, it, well, it I seems clear to you that this thing is somehow controlling the wind. Yeah, well, it, it's catching up with us. It, it can clearly get us a painfully slow progress, getting, but yeah, at this rate, brace up, machine guns. That that's very much the impression you're getting. Yes, is there? Um, how far away is it? Um. You're all a bit strung out, but it was close enough to try and pick up Martinelli. It so was very cu- close. So it's maybe a couple of seconds. Have I a lost few seconds away, yeah. Yeah. You can tell where it is. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll my thought is... gesture in the direction it is if we're thinking about shooting it. Well, no, I'm thinking, about drop- I'm thinking about dropping a grenade and then carrying on. Uh, it is in the air. Much. So it's in the air. It's in the air. What did it look like? It was flying or very tall, or what did it? It's 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 more like a um, it's like a small zeppelin. Ah, but it picked up some kind of yeah. Or um, 
I mean, actually, I'm thinking Italian cuisine. You know what an octopus looks like. Um, it's if you imagine a cross between an octopus <laughs> and a zeppelin. Right, I'm going to stop thinking about it at this point and just keep going forward. That's also kind of at least mostly invisible. You can see where it is by where the snow isn't. Maybe, maybe it's a yeti. Then, be, I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's not normally a yeti in the Dolomites, but let's, let's carry on anyway. Have I heard of 62, anything along the line from my uncle? Three. It's the Whistler. Let's oh, yeah. find out. First, I need to roll... Can someone roll me d12 twice, please, as the other enlisted men turn their machine guns towards this thing? Um, I've actually got two d12s here. Ooh. Oh, I'll let you play them. Uh, okay. Really should have <laughs> let someone else roll. Um, that's a one and a two. A one, two, three, four. It's incredibly armoured. Uh, are the Dolomites part of the Alps? They are, aren't they? Or something? They're right next to the Alps. Well, they're, they're doing really well, these lads. Um, someone, someone give me an Italian surname. Mussolini. Maybe not that one. Okay. Shut up. Um. Sorry, Roger. Gambaccini. Okay. Actually, let me let me pull let, let me pull her power cord out as the bishop said the actress. Um. Right. So yeah. Uh. The third enlisted man, previously unnamed, is Gambaccini. Uh, they're all holding their nerve fantastically, clearly thanks to the uh, excellent leadership being provided here. Um, so it made him leader, can't you? I'm yeah. Impressed. Um, so ten was total ass. Um, I'm going to say each of you give me one machine gun roll for one of the enlisted men. My machine gun, the twenty-six, which is probably a hit. Eighteen. Uh, yeah. I swear to God, I am actually rolling a, uh, uh, D- <laughs> I just check that it actually is a D10. Yeah, yeah. Not um, a D5. Excellent. Okay. And can you each give me just a percentile roll? 15. 45. 42. Need to find the stats for these weapons. Da, 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 da. Uh, where have they gone? Uh, they've gone now. Forty-five, forty-two, and uh, uh, I need. To, uh, I might have to look this up. In, I'm going to have to look this up in the World War One um, thing. Uh, yes, I am. Okay, sorry. Cthulhu, uh, Cthulhu Eternal, World War One. Yeah. Uh, weapons, smallpox, no. Light machine gun. That's quite a weapon. It worked against the Native Americans, didn't it? Uh, light machine 40, 40, 40, gun. 40, 40, sorry, so what were those numbers? Which one? The percentage. The percentage. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
So that will. So none of those are obviously devastating hits, I'm afraid. Um, but let me check what they actually do. Uh, what? Uh, we find a bit where I am confused. Given it more hit points, or we've killed it. <laughs> <laughs> Neither. machine gun. And the ones we're Lots currently carrying are the, are the Austrian ones, anyway. Yes, it's true. Although we're using theirs anyway, aren't we? Using this, yes. My, the crucial question here is: I need to know if it is a light or a heavy machine gun in eternal terms. Yeah, light seems a bit more likely. I've got a tripod, have it? Uh, I defer to your expertise, Roger. So. I think we said light. We, th- we thought it you did light. say light before, and now yeah, I've realised why it's important. It <laughs> so, okay, fine. Um, so. Yes, you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Basically, uh, heavy machine gun is anti-vehicle, um, light machine gun is anti-personnel. Yeah. Fair enough. Rough. Um, uh, okay. Uh, um, uh, well, let's, let's carry on with what we've got, and uh, you can find out later if there's anything else. Um... Right, so, um, Nick, you were asking whether you might know anything about Il Fischiatore. Yeah. Um, do you have some sort of regional law skill? Uh, you... Uh, no. I did not listen when my uncle took to the whiskey. Well, I was uh, um, practicing how to stab people. Um, okay, Tommaso has got a zero one on his regional law roll. He definitely knows all about it. That's why. Uh, oh, right, okay. That's not yeah. a skill. That's what he's rolled. No, I've just rolled it. Um, yep. So he I, can tell you something. If I'd rolled but... that, I still would have <laughs> failed my regional law. Um, okay. So let's also say um, uh, Mark. Can you roll me? Uh, Let's say 2d4. 2d4. Bum, 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 bum. Just to make life really inconvenient for you. Yeah. No, no, you're fine. Caltrops are in here somewhere. 
Uh, do you know what? Let me just roll that one twice. Four and two. Okay. Um. Oh. Nice, nice, nice. You lucky, lucky man. Um. So, yeah, um, right. You ski around, unleash a volley of fire into this thing. Um, if you if you three also want to fire, you're welcome to do that. Oh, go on. Um, the, the three enlisted men <clears throat> display really quite astonishing prowess with machine gunning while skiing. Um, you know, they drop to one knee, they prop these things up and riddle this huge... Gas bag type thing with, uh, with bullets. Um, you can see, you can, it, the shape seems to be at least recoiling from the spray. Roger? A short burst or whatever it would be, which would be a hit. Yeah, please do. Probably Excellent. And Romy, your, uh, uh, that is the, Beretta is uh, no, that's that, sorry, that's the automatic. That's double machine pistol. Uh, that seems like I do a bit better. Uh, that is lethality ten percent. Sixty-seven. That's still all right. Um, so that is thirteen damage. Uh, okay, and the other two. So for me, mm-hmm. can I throw a grenade? Uh, you can, yeah. I guess if it does go straight through to the right, okay, land so on my the grenade behind it, uh, skill is 70. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've rolled four. Okay, excellent. Um, so I'm guessing it kind of goes off at least in the roughly in the right place. Yeah. Um, um, uh, so. I'm guessing that the base range is... Well, we're well within 45 metres. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can... Um, so I'm you're... just thinking, just lobbing it up in the air, the wind's actually blowing in the direction that it's going in any... Because it's almost sucking the wind. Oh, yeah, 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 it's... it's. I mean, this this thing does weird things to weather. But, um, yeah, you, you hurl with pinpoint accuracy. Um, give me a lethality roll, please. Okay. You're looking for a 12... So that's yeah, these values are is that a, low, it, oh, you know, percentage, so, yeah, 12%. Okay. Oh. You're mm-hmm. joking. What are your... 13. Oh. Uh, okay. Oh. Uh, 13. Uh, I can't believe I rolled that. That's well... Yeah, so there there is an explosion, but um, 
it um, the the mass of tissue doesn't seem to behave the way you would expect it to. Um, it's not clear whether it's it's achieved much. Well, I'm hoping that if nothing else, it might have pushed it off course a bit. That was kind of what I was. Yeah, where is there certainly distracting. This, uh, directed violence. Um, is there any feeling of a drop in right. the wind that's slowing us down? Um, let me see. Zero three. Yes, you've as as the grenade goes off. Actually, um, you no feel the steps. the wind slacken. Um, and um. You also hear Tommaso shout, The sun! The sun! Quickly! Uh, and tr- trying to drag his uh, his nephew um, closer to the Italian position. Um, and you can see, uh, yeah, the, the, the sunlight um, has crested the top of the, um, the mountain and is now spilling into this saddle-shaped valley that you're in. Okay, I will go with my uncle. Yeah. Um, yeah, you you rush forward. Um, straight athletics rolls this time. No penalty. Uh, the wind has dropped off. Yeah. Still managed to fail it. 82 over rolling. 70. Excellent. Um, so, got one fail. How do you do, Mark? You don't want to know. I do want to know. It might be hilarious. Uh, so, I've, I obviously I stopped to watch the explosion. Of course. Yeah. So my my athletic skill is seventy. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic skill. It's a great yeah, skill. When you roll eighty eight, oh, that's slightly worse than I roll. Eighty two. Uh, what happens? We'll check. Uh, let's give me a look wrong. Uh, three. Okay, okay. may have been that way round. <laughs> <laughs> um, you your ski catches in the snow as you're you're turning back. Gets it, it sort of cuts into the snow briefly. Sending you stumbling and sort of spinning round, you don't you don't make any progress right now. But it doesn't break. (laughs) Um, These these shoddy Austrian products. Yeah, it's held. Your ankle is also not broken. Yeah, a little bit sore, but um, so yeah, no disasters there. Um, And Tommaso, yeah, Tommaso's fine. Um, So. Yeah, the enlisted men are not making fantastic progress. Again, they've spun around, fired machine guns, now trying to turn around again and get going. It's all a bit, it's all a bit much. Um, the thing is going to Don't call do it that. The thing. the thing. Oh look, a dog has followed us over the Hungarian lines. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, give it a cuddle. Oh. Um, 
Give me another athletics right, test, please. All of us. All of you. Come on, come on. <laughs> okay. Twenty-four. Ninety-nine. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you just try to show off, now, aren't you? I see your eighty-eight. <laughs> right. Um, so, as you're surging forward, the wind uh, buffets you suddenly from the back. A what you could, you know, a, a, a surging blast of wind. Um, most of you ride it out. Uh, it's even giving you a little bit of momentum. Um, the lieutenant is already doing so well. The wind actually um, knocks him off balance. Um, you are um, shoved, um, sent flying several meters. Uh, give me a look roll. Excellent. Yeah. Again, you managed to you, you somehow managed to retain your balance and not mm. go sprawling in anything. Um, you've you've lost momentum. You well, well, you know in, in any game you're coasting, but you were already ahead of the others game, anyway. So, um, so what's... sure. Yeah. Um, you know. So now you're a bit behind people rather than a bit ahead of them. But you're okay. Um, Yes. On the other hand, um, yeah, I have a horrible feeling. I'm just making a cameo appearance in this episode. Captain Neil, um, you are sent sprawling uh, into, uh, and yep. Give me. Oh, uh, has anyone got a one d eight? I've got a one d eight. Roll me a one d eight. Two. Two! You suffer two points of damage as you uh, collide with uh, one of those very few rocky outcrops. Um, you're sent spinning, you're left sprawling over it. Um, you're going to have to pick yourself up and get moving again. Uh, do that very quickly. At least you can do what a mate of mine did and ski into a car. Um, okay. People on the Italian side are peering out and um, shouting to you. Especially as they see you firing machine guns into the air. Uh, uh, I don't know what they're telling you. It's probably Zeppelin. Not, carefully but, and expertly. Uh, I, I, will, I will shout something along those lines because that's something the Austro-Hungarians have a whole lot more of than we do. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. You, you, yeah, that seems reasonable. Also, it doesn't um, get them going, a, a what? <laughs> let's, let's see if they see anything. Yeah, fair enough. 85, they can't, they can't see it right now. Um, they, but they you know, there's, there's shouting of, you know, people trying to call to the machine gun crews and so on. Um, we're back on the, on are the you surging forward or firing right machine guns? I feel like, I'd like to surge. Uh, no, so the wind dropped when the grenade okay, went off, and then the, you had a then. gust of wind from the creature into your backs, essentially. Sure. Yeah. So, but that was like a, a, a short, intense burst of wind. Um. Uh, yeah, the sergeant may suddenly realise 
something like that from a very short distance might well have been responsible for those injuries you saw. Sandblasting sort of thing. Um, right, yeah, uh, give me some more athletics rolls. Goodness. Uh, or anything else you think is appropriate for what you're doing. Zero six. Nice. Um, when it's all round numbers, that's good, right? 66 under uh, 70. As in zero, zero. Uh, and another zero, zero yeah. Well, that's a double and a sort of success. Yeah. It's kind um, of a success. Gallo is being dragged down by the weight of this machine gun. It's It's not strapped properly. It's swinging wildly. But um, those of you who are powering forward manage to, uh, you know, one of you grabs the swinging machine gun and holds it still as he Drop regains it. his balance. Come on. It's, it's on a strap around his neck, that's the problem. Um, if it's really over parallel, I'll just slit the strap with my knife. Okay. Yeah. You slice Flash. through the strap, the machine gun falls. You are good with Flash forward two weeks later, wasting um, captured military equipment. Yeah. Get the hang. Oh, um, I accidentally got it. Instincts <laughs> kick in. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Um, and you... you Push forward, you're, you're at the bottom of the slope now, leading up to your own positions, the hardest part, but the sun is spilling into the gap, into the flat part of the lines, and uh, Tommaso is making cheerful noises as though happy about something. I'm glad he's happy. Uh, all right, Uncle, we're coming. Uh, let's roll again for the. Um, uh, has anyone got uh, something that might work as a spotter skill? Uh, as in directing uh, other people. Uh, if anyone's got artillery, go ahead. That doesn't seem. Oh, yes, it does. I'm quite good at artillery, actually, yes. Yeah? Roll uh, me artillery. 99. Oops. Uh. Then they don't open fire in your position, but they consider it for a minute. <laughs> you like the guy from No, the... I meant that's where we are, not where you're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Gallo's roll cancels that out, so it's fine. No, there is confusion no. over what they're, what they're supposed to be shooting at, no, and what you... no shooting occurs. Um, okay, um, spend a willpower point and roll to get up the slope. Oh, come on, come on. Yep, made it, made it success. Yay! I passed a roll! Uh, success by half. Okay. Passed, passed, passed. Okay, yeah, all, uh, everyone passes this time. You, um, uh-uh. a, a sort of, sc- oh. Oh. I oh may have got 99. <laughs> Good! We started so well. You, I looked at it. I thought, "Oh, six. No, that's underneath." Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, shove your ski poles in to get up a bit of speed, and your ski pole sticks, and you sort of just jerk forwards, and and the skis cross. Yeah. 
If anybody's ever, Tumbling. if anybody has skied at the point where your skis cross, generally when your go, when your ass goes over your, over the top of your head. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens. Um, the Sarge is suddenly tumbling, also around, and second later, there's another one of those blasts of air, and it sends some of the snow from the slope showering down. It's not quite an avalanche, it's a small flurry of snow tumbling down, but what it does do is um, put a good few inches of it, at least, over the Sarge. I'm going to suggest that my bindings probably have come off at this point. Right, might well have done. And, um, yeah, which is obviously makes makes for going up the slope that little bit more exciting. But um, the rest of you are clear of the blast. Um, there is a sort of desultory scattering of rifle fire starting, is as the people attempt to give covering five and that they can't see what they're, doing, what they're covering you from. Um, Slamix, things a bit more interesting too. Have they seen that we're shooting up? Um, they were attempting to. Again, we can have another set of. Let's have another set of those rolls for the next round. Okay. Um, who All is right. doing what? I'm just running there. We're getting out of the way. I'm sticking with the principle of the I'm just not this plan. I'll go uh, and give him a hand. Pass. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I I um, will all, I will say carry on, so carry on. I'm fine. As I stagger up and start and start <laughs> malopping through with a thirty-eight, actually. So. Oh yeah, yeah. So you, yeah, you kind of haul yourself out of the snow and start clawing your way up the slope. Um. The enlisted men sort of staggering a bit. Um, Gallo is waving vaguely in the air um, and not being particularly helpful. But um, Captain Eo finally manages to give a, a gesture that is somehow meaningful to the heavy machine gun crew who will open fire for you. Give, uh, I'm going to say uh, Roger... And uh, Nick, can you roll for the two heavy machine guns, please? Fifty-five. I'm hoping they've got a higher skill than that. So am I. Let's uh, let's find that out. Because it's a really good hit if they have. Yeah. Otherwise, they've shot my legs off. No, otherwise they've shot the sergeant. (laughs) (laughs) And Roger, you're right. Thirty-eight. Okay, so they have they have forty percent, but it's a very large target. Um, So, uh, can you each make me a lethality roll, please? Mm -hmm. Sixteen. Unless it's got sixty-nine percent lethality, I have failed. Oh, sixteen. Nice and sixty-nine. So, sorry. Now I need to read that rule again. Um, all very nice. Yeah. Uh, so that does that does that. Um, okay. Oh, we're Um, supposed to do damage if we don't kill it. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah, so, yeah, there, there is another... Those of you who are looking in that vague direction, uh, glancing around, perhaps, see, again, it, it recoils um, from the... You know, there's the reassuring thunk-a-thunk-a-thunk of the heavy guns opening fire, and it, it recoils in the face of those. Um, and... Um, you you manage to struggle your way to the um, the exit point of the tunnels, uh, the Italian lines. Um, you also hear some shrieks of alarm from mm. the people firing the weapons who have just rolled, I kid you not, 99 on their sanity roll. Correlating the old contents. Is that good? Uh, uh, They're going to shoot each other. Yes. The other crew's They're done all right. incredibly sane... Group of you can have a hundred sanity, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not- notoriously yeah, sane people. Um, you just have to push your own natural skill Italians down to minus and one. Be the Italians <laughs> when they're up a mountain yeah. uh, in the middle of a war. Yeah. Uh, so let's have a look. Is there? Oh, is, is there not a random insanity chart? Okay, fine. Um, they are going to take... Someone roll me a d12? I've done enough d12ing. Go on, my turn then. Uh, yeah. 12! 12! Oh, <laughs> okay, I that machine gun that. ceases firing. Uh, <laughs> what Exactly what is going on, you're not sure. Um, but, um, yeah. Uh, between that and the... It seems reluctant to move into the sunlight... Between those two things, you manage to drag everyone up the slope, into the tunnels, even the Sarge, even the sled with the wounded Austrian, who is really very, very upset by all of these things happening while he's strapped to a sledge. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we did actually strap him on, I think. Well, for his own safety, well, yeah. We, um, we yeah. tied him on a bit. Yeah, 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 that's, that's you know, because if he falls off, I mean, that's it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you drag him back, you drag all of you back to the lines, you get inside. Well. You you have successfully completed the scouting mission of the abandoned Austrian positions. Well, there's good news and bad news. Doesn't feel that successful. <laughs> well, left to, left to. <laughs> I mean, nobody actually left to know what, what is going what on. Would you mind telling me what the hell is going on? I think we could regard this as some kind of large mountain wild animal. They have mount- they have anim- animals in these mountains, right? Never mind, never mind, never mind. They do. Not that yes. not that yes. uh, you, you like can put, if you like you can Perhaps, we'd it, better, perhaps it was a goat. There is the question of you. Know, we better you question this Austrian. That seems like the thing to do. To General Cardono, that noticeably stable and um, well, well-controlled man, who is in charge of our forces on this front. Yes, um, I will give due consideration to the. Um, what? What is that? Machine gun crewman doing? Uh, the backstroke, sir, I believe. <laughs> you can get a frostbite on it at that rate. Um, but put the car 
Moon Man. Um, perhaps um, you and this um, Austrian chap. And I, oh, uh, I don't think I recognise you, soldier. Perhaps you could all join me in what uh, we generously call Command HQ for a, uh, a debrief. Yes, sir. Mm. We'll explain on the way. Johnny could. Well, we'll explain during the debrief. That's very much the point of a debrief. Let me can I think at this point draw a close to uh, the White War. Uh, you have successfully. You have in fact completed your mission. You have done everything you're asked to do. You've escaped. You have brought back a prisoner, and you have rescued two prisoners. Um, to be fair, two of those two that we didn't actually expect to have to rescue. Yeah. What a shame. Um, Sometime in the next day, uh, well, in fact, overnight, uh, a series of avalanches begins in this region which will claim the lives of roughly 10,000 soldiers from both sides. That's a horrible feeling of a historical... Which... Well, um, you... It does. Mm. Um, so, uh, each of you gains 1d3 plus 1d6 sun for concluding your very, very suicidal that, mission. That would make me more stable, but okay. Uh, no, 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 you get that for defeating the thing and escaping oh, and it, completing yeah, your right. mission. Didn't actually lose any sun. A D6 and a D8, was it? Uh-huh. A D3 and a D6. Oh. So that's uh, one. Oh, five. And four, that's five. Yeah, lovely. Okay. So Yeah, you, you rolled really low on sun rolls when they were required, so... Um, yeah. Um, and... You must also make uh, a sun test to see whether you feel guilty about the disaster, whether you blame yourselves or this creature. This is after the sun's gone up. (laughs) Fifteen! No, I blame the bloody idiots who dug him up in the first place. Mm Mm-hmm. Bloody Austrians. Eighty. That was totally my fault. You feel a sense of guilt somehow. Perhaps if you'd listened cl- more closely to your uncle's stories, you could have done something. Well, yeah, but they were really bored. Um, you lose them. six points of sound from Oh, that. come on. Um, when, Five. When the disaster strikes. <laughs> um, but you also all gain two points of sound for oh. making sure that High Command <laughs> never find out about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I came out on top. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. my sound has gone well from done. 65 to 72. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, you've done it. That's that's it. That's the White War. Um, yeah, you, you you were very clearly not I, supposed I to make it back going, across so. through the wind, by the way. Yeah, it felt but, like there was a lot but, of rolls. Yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah, we've yeah. got much to do. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you after we've all had our food. Um, and possibly run another one if we uh, have if time. It's easy for people to just leave the recorders let, running. Let's see. Um, but yeah, food break. Well, any questions about the White War? I suppose is the first thing. We won. 
Where, so where was that from, Jim? That is a brand new freebie for the Returnal scenario that Dean put out um, just before Christmas as a Christmas special for those in the Northern Hemisphere, which is very kind of him, considering he is not one of them. Um, and uh, I saw that and thought, I've been wanting something to run for uh, my birthday. Hmm. And this seems thematic, so give that a try. So I'm going to give him, you know, uh, put a review up somewhere afterwards. Uh, it's, uh, I like the bit I played, and I missed the early bit, is basically just yeah. make these rolls until you die or finish. So there's not mm. not a great deal to do otherwise. Well, basically, basically it was the other side's gone quiet, go and mm. investigate up to that point. With, with gradually rising uh, mana switches, fair enough. Basically, there's there's a patch of no man's land mm. with a hill on each side of it, or a range of mountains on each side of it. You're in one of them, they're in the other. And um, so it's the kind of, do we go on an ex- Do we venture out across this thing? How do we get there safely in case it's an ambush, etc.? <clears throat> so I missed so, all the trousers and just got the... Um... Uh, yeah, you know, just got the shoes. What comes next? So, yeah, I, I had recently read an article which I've just looked mm, about just how horrible that front was. So. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's uh, that's not a war that uh, you would have thought was troubled for uh, difficult fronts to compete on, but it mm. sounds pretty bad. Mm. Absolutely not, no. Well, it was bad in the um, Second World War as well. I mean, yeah, they, the, the, <clears throat> there was um, uh SS division up there, wasn't it? Uh, that they, um, after the Italians uh, swapped sides, um, there was still an SS. Divi- uh, there was an SS division up in the mountains, and it's the, the the stories of how they actually got them out is absolutely terrifying. They were literally, you would pretty much getting going back to First World War um, attrition just to actually get to to advance to, you know, more strategic positions and stuff. Terrifying. Yes, it's a, it's a front I wasn't very aware of, so it's mm, always same. interesting to read this stuff. So, something I clearly did not make prominent enough is that abandoned Italian observation post in the mountainside above the um, Austrian positions. Um, So the idea that the scenario uh, clearly intends is that you get out into the teeth of this artificial storm with giving you minus 14 or athletics checks... Mm -hmm. Um, and go sod this for a lark. Either I'm going back into the tunnels and I'm going to kind of cat and mouse it with this thing <coughs> until we find a way to you know escape it more permanently, mm-hmm. or I'm going to scrabble up the um, the those kind of rungs hammered into the mountainside. I'm going to scrabble up to this observation post and hole up there and hope that uh, that keeps it away. And that was clearly what they expected you to do. And yeah. there's stuff about, you know, surviving the night there and, uh, you know, having to secure it uh, every so often. Um, 
you know, as the thing, the flying polyp is flying polyp. Yeah, as the polyp tries to uh, break its wing. Ah, that, that's the that's the same thing I was using in my um, Dunkirk scenario. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, close to. I, I think they they have the Haunter of the Dark as a pretty similar. Yeah, thing. yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, you can you can retreat to this. But why um, would you retreat to there if your lines are only five minutes away? Well, if you can get there, I think that's yeah. So I think the idea is supposed to be yes, they're very close, but there's this this wind is making it very difficult because it's the creature is trying to stop you getting away. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not. I think something that is a little bit tricky is that I'm not sure. It's not clear to me why you would choose to slowly climb up a mountainside while being pursued by a monster. Rather... Particularly if it can blow you off the mountain. Which can blow you off the mountain and and can fly. um, Rather than try and run into the store. I'm not sure why you would think it... It's clearly not supposed to be as dangerous because you're not struggling with this minus 40 issue. But it's not clear to me how players would, or characters, would know that it was feasible to do that. No. Um, especially if this thing is supposed to be on your heels. Yeah, you'd have to have really, a better reason. I wonder whether, as a, again, this, and this might be a suggestion sort of like to feedback, if you've got to go to the place via this place, so in other words, You've got to come to here anyway. You've, you had to go via here anyway. Mm. Therefore, you go back via there, and then you're in a position where you can hold up and so on and so forth there, as opposed to... Maybe, yeah. You know, because you could actually argue the toss that um, it would have mm. made sense to go there to start with, because yeah. you're then closer. Because, okay... From a distance, there's no movement and bits of pieces over on the other side. So let's get closer and observe again. Yeah. And then go in down into the actual um, thing, which would have also um, maybe given it an extra stage, which I think <laughs> it, it worked really, exactly as, as, as Nick was saying, it worked really well for probably about three quarters of it. And I'm, I'll hold our hands up that possibly the fact that Roger and I, this is not our first Call of Cthulhu or <laughs> Cthulhu yeah. Eternal or whatever we're playing at the moment. Yeah, but, but it's not our... Well, also, I, I, I did actually miss that bit of the... Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think a map would okay, have uh, helped. I think a map would have helped. And and, yeah. and, and also, but, but like I said, I, I, I honestly think that actually having that as a... You go there in the, on the way over means mm. that you go there on the way back and then you can't go on from there, but you at least have already got back to the staging point and so on and so yeah, forth. Yeah. yeah. So I think as well, so I think it would have been helpful if there was any reason to predict that it will be harder to get back across. Um, you know, this thing was somehow capable of influence or not. <coughs> mm. You could have even Um, just done the thing of, well, the weather's dropped down to the point where we can actually now go over to the observation point. 
oh, the weather's picked up, there's no way we can even get back. We've got to have to basically hold up here. Yeah. Yeah. The other one I was thinking was, um, actually, there could have been, oh, they've added another passage, like we talked about, it lets you reach, you know, it gets you close to that old observation point. So, when you're already in the tunnels, you realise, oh, there is another, one of the options we have is, we can go up to that observation point, rather than you get outside, find the weather, and then decide, while you're being chased by a monster, to climb up a, sh- a sheer cliff face. Yeah. And I think the, I think the climbing bit is part of what he wanted. Um, it's you, not the scenario, it's, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I did have a look, by the way, at the credits, mm. and this is Paul Sinjin Macintosh. Uh, he does say he, the, everything on the internals, except for that one shot of, um, yeah, the, the, the thing that's clearly the newspaper article. Uh, he did get from stock photos and some, some he's composited, but the, there's no AI garbage <laughs> in there. Good. Yeah. <coughs> um, yeah, so I also point them at the photos I found because those are all, you know, public domain. Mm. So, you know, if they want a, a thing that they can point people at for extra flavour, then, you yeah. know, there's no reason for me to manipul- uh, manipulate. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Monopolise them. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, um, and, and <clears throat> like I say, you know, it had, it had the right feel. It had you kind of I mean one of the things I don't know whether you again Nick um, you came in a bit late but one of the things we were talking about right at the beginning was you look at the, especially when you look at the photos and they're 12 these are children you know yeah, I mean they're not yeah. they're, they're 18, 19 you know the um, the um, uh, the sergeant is 23 the um, mm. lieutenant is 30 um, and they're so young. They are incredibly young, you know. But but there was but as as again, you miss kind of um, um, Jim talking about um, um, the fact that they, they they've always had sort of unique troops up there in bits of pieces, which was great right to the point where they invented them with the Gatling gun or the machine gun. Yes, and yes. they basically just and and so suddenly you've got maybe one or two. You've maybe got me as um, as, as maybe somebody who was there at the beginning of the war. Um, yeah, these like crack yeah, alpine yeah. troops, they know the terrain, they know the weather, all this and stuff. And then there's you guys who are basically all the kids from around, from the surrounding villages who've yeah. got all of the kind of skills apart from possibly the shooting and stuff where we can teach you the shooting. But you're being pushed into it um, without actually understanding that, you know, there is a good chance that basically you're just gonna literally by by walking too close to to, to a to a uh, weapon slit, uh, a, bu- a lucky bullet goes in and there's your brain, you know. Yeah, well, I think it was um, it was lovely to play, but coming in right, Cthulhu scenarios have this tempo of the slow build up and a lot of historical mm. detail and just mm. investigating, and then the. We're all going to die at the end, and it's, it's and very different in, to a lot ca- of other role playing. I mean, D and D is nothing mm. like that, is it? But uh, coming in right at the uh, we're all going to die bit, um, 
uh, isn't uh, the best rhythm to get for a role play. Yeah. No, I mean I enjoyed it, of course, but um, yeah. So I think there's a there's a definitely a an aspect of once you had dis- you know made that decision of you're going to continue on into the wind and push away to the side, which again I think is a perfectly rational decision to make. But once you had made that decision, there was a. I, th- I felt like there was a limited set of things yeah. to do other than ask you to make the roles the scenario mm-hmm. calls for. Mm-hmm. And I was, to be honest, I was also trying to play the scenario more or less as written because, mm-hmm. you know, it, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. Mm. Um, yeah, also like making a recipe, you make it the first time as written, yeah. see how it comes out, mm. and you take yeah. it. Um, but I, can say, I think this. Well, I don't I do think anyway. there's very much. That needs to be changed mm. for it to basically be a good, really strong scenario. I think you know, not a bad convention scenario, is it? That kind yeah, of. exactly. I think it's good for that. I agree. Having something that <coughs> not quite pushes you, but makes it very clear. No, really, going out. You know, maybe I wasn't doing enough of a, a job of conveying that, and I, d- I clearly didn't make the observation posts from it enough. No, uh, but, but some, something to reinforce that idea of no, there's this observation I, post. I, go and there, I, and I really do think, like I say, <clears> if you basically have made the observation post the staging post, <clears> um, <throat> and that you where you go there because, well, why wouldn't you go there first? There's an abandoned observation, or, or just have a map of the valley um, with with it marked because that's one of the places we know. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think once you have a map that has something labelled on it, it it exists. Yes. In, in a in a way that yeah. things don't necessarily otherwise. Um, I don't know, I'm trying not to see too much of the if I'd written it because yeah, it's, well, it's like it was very good. well for, for a start if I'd written obviously it would be twelve times longer <laughs> um, and contain excruciating detail and nutritional content of the rations. Um, but you know because well why not I, you know uh, at this point you basically want to be eating solid lard. Mm-hmm. Mm, but yeah, like because I I do feel like to so some extent, Kendallman cake is really important. And halfway mm-hmm. up a bloody mountain is definitely times when Kendallmill cake is bloody important. If we're only halfway, if it doesn't then. taste sweet, you did the right thing eating it. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, because it's you know it's got this. You come in, there's some <coughs> there's there's not very much detail at what you find. There's no map. There's no just there's, there isn't a list of rooms or anything. Um, which, you know, it's fine, it's a perfectly reasonable way to write stories, it's not how I write them, but that's fine. Um, also, it's free. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's free. Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, so there's, you come, you know, you, you get told to do this, you plan going, you go across, you get inside, you realise it is genuinely abandoned, you explore it, you find the horrible thing, you hopefully encounter the uncle, he's not Canonically, an uncle, but you know, um, Thomas saw. It's probably somebody's uncle. It's, aren't we all really somebody's uncle? No, um, no, not necessarily. No, okay, fair enough. Um, you know, and he says, "Oh, there's a thing," um, you know, and then you start hearing the whistling noise, and you, you know, exit, and then the, there's this central thing of you're trying to survive the night in this, you know, this hut, basically up on the mountainside. Um, <clears throat> and do something about it, and then you find a way to either drive this thing off or otherwise escape. Obviously, we didn't have that 
No, we that secondary fine. section. Um, I think I might have preferred having m- more stuff to look at after realizing there's something weird going on. Yeah. Um, the temptation to hang around exploring more when the whistling has started was frankly not one I felt very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the because you are not expected to spend much time in the tunnels, you're just expected to basically go in, find the dead Austrians and get scared and run away. Um, mm. I think the, there's really very minimal description of what is in the tunnels, which makes it slightly more difficult to... I, I would have had to sit down and think of other little hooky things to throw in to make it, you know, to give you more to sink your teeth into. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was reasonably straightforward to run. Um, again, I, I would have really liked a map. I spent a while looking at the actual maps of the area to try and work out if there was a specific place it, it was, but there, there isn't really. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was all right. Yeah, it reminded me, which is nothing to do with the war or anything. When I was a kid, we were we drove up uh, in the Swiss Alps, and my parents said we were going to visit an ice palace. And I, being about seven, imagined something out of Frozen. Um, mm. But what it was was a tunnel carved into a glacier with a hole at the end, with a man in a grubby bear suit. And it, uh, mm. well, it wrecked my whole childhood. Mm. Thanks. Thanks for that. Is that where your love of bears came from? <laughs> um, uh, and my hatred like of, of glaciers. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all right. They'll be all, go- all be gone pretty soon. Well, that's why I initiated plans to start global warming mm. from then on. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Any other questions or anything about? I think it's a bit hard. It's a bit cruel to post mortem a very short, um, simple. No, so just if there's anything you anything you wanted to specifically ask about it that you'd wondered. I'm not sure there's much to add. No, I think I'd say I enjoyed it. I mean, I'd give it a good, I'd give it a good seven and a half out of ten. Mm. I think I think with I think you could easily add another point point and a half very quickly to it, just Mm. by swapping it around. And I hate to say it as exactly as you say, Shim. Especially for the GM, maps are very good. We like maps, we're yeah. very, very keen on maps. Yeah. Um, even if it's just a quick banged out something, you know, that there are plenty of similarish. You know, it doesn't have to be the biggest um, set of uh, thing in the world because you know you're not playing Dungeons and Dragons after all. Um, yeah, but I mean, you want some rooms, a few tunnels, a thing saying this way to observation post. Yeah. Yeah, but also, but, yeah. like I say, I mean, the way uh, the way I would... If they want you to go to the observation post, make them go there in the first place on the way over, mm, so, they, so they naturally go back there That would be on a the good way. defensive place. Yes, and yeah. oh, you've been there, you know it's going to be reasonably defensive, that might not be a bad shout, oh, you know there's a first there's first aid kit yeah. there. Mm. Or let's, yeah, yeah. yeah, or, I mean, you can also do something with having the... The mission is described in very 
very generic, very sparse terms. There isn't a specific, you know, there's not box text or anything. Um, <clears throat> but in the, you know, what your mission is, they could have put something like, you know, check out the observation post. We think, you know, it w- have the Austrians been using it? Have they got stuff yeah, set up yeah. there? Have they got papers up there? Oh, Anything yeah. we should be, you know, getting? Send one of you guys up there. Sort of thing could also be a way to make sure it, it's more salient. Mm-hmm. Um, and presumably also a certain physical challenge getting there when we're not being attacked by the monsters, so we have some idea of how hard it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. You can. It's sort of free. Pay what you want. You can grab a copy easily enough, and I. I certainly think it's worth it. I might have a go at revisiting it at some point. <coughs> but, uh, yeah. I was actually hoping to find uh, while we were scanning. I was. I was hoping I might find something that jumped out at me as, uh, you know, kind of an obvious follow up for this. I have to confess, I haven't yet seen anything. It's hard when you've got these very specific troops. Mm. Uh, uh, it's it's hard to know where they go from there, unless you join them ten years later, well after the war or something. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's basically what you do. Yeah, one thing I'd say is 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 quite a big positive. I thought the the the, uh, pre-gens were good. Um, yeah, they had they had the, well, they were yeah. competent, and 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 I hate mm. to say it. Admittedly, um, I am thinking back to yours and John's characters um, from um, when we played, and I the Australian. I can't remember which one mm. exactly one which which one that one was. Nick, mm-hmm. when you you had the Rhodesian. And John had the playwright or something. No, was he? No, he's a poet, was he? I can't remember. But, but I have so no memory of what he's. <laughs> it was so. E- it's so easy. What to game have was ca- that? Is that a one shot? No, we. Um, was he one of yours, Roger? Well, I, doesn't sound familiar um, hand, but it was definitely a. War. Was this a convention game? No, we no we we played it over a thing. We um we. Um, it was definitely a war. It was one of the war ones that we played, um, and I play. I, I actually had so my guy was an Austra- was an Australian commando. Wasn't um, he? Oh wait, yeah. Um, I'm tinkling. Yeah, because I was talking because I because because uh, my Australian. Uh, I realised that my Australian accent um, does uh, can only last for about. Three or four sentences. <laughs> well, try, try it, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'm just sorry. That's what John would say. Um, <laughs> no, John would say you have all mine here. I do remember that vaguely. Was that? Yeah, right. But, but I remember your guy was your guy was Rhodesian, and John was something like a playwright, or so, I, I, he was something where basically almost all of his skills had gone into not basically being a soldier. I think if you're going to go to the trouble of putting pre-gens in a game, make them relevant to the scenario. Yeah, 
that seems like a pretty basic. And, th- and that, and so I, so one of the things I would definitely say, you know, a full ten out of ten. I thought the actual pregens worked incredibly well. There was one who spoke a bit of uh, German, which obviously made sense going across to the Prussian lines, you know, to the uh, and so on and so, so forth. But yeah, I, I mm-hmm. thought that, that my character, um, Roger's character, um, who were the two obviously who were doing it for the majority of the time, I thought were two nicely strong. And kind of as we were saying, you almost can start through the skills and stuff. You can start seeing a bit of a backstory and stuff for them and so on. So, yeah, mm. which is quite nice. Yeah, and it, I felt it worked, especially in the early stages. It worked quite well as yeah. There's the two of you and there's three NPCs that you're just running as mooks. Yeah, you know these these are the three characters. But if someone comes in and joins the game like Nick did, you know, as it obviously what I did in the end, was say, oh, well, they're about to rescue this NPC anyway, so I'll put you in with the NPC. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I could just, I could easily, I could just as easily have said, well, actually, yes, you're playing one of these three soldiers. What's another problem with uh, <laughs> Cthulhu uh, mm. and derivative systems? <laughs> it's actually hard to make competent characters with a percentage system, because you're actually going to fail a lot of the time. Unlike, yeah. unlike GURPS, where it's quite easy to make characters who are pretty good at what they do. I think, hmm. but yeah, I, th- I think the trick there is is to uh, cut back on what you actually ask for roles for. Uh, yeah. yeah, but then I don't know. A lot of gamers are there to do the roles and see what happens and have fun. So, but I I, I, I agree. But it's it's a bit less fun not rolling dice all the time. Hmm. Yeah, so certainly what I try and do is you know sometimes I'll ask for a role, but it's to work out do you get an extra thing. Hmm. Um, you know, but um, yeah, I thought they worked reasonably well. Um, I think what it needs really is some poker-based bidding mechanic. <laughs> I was just reading in our air off the um, perish the rant about. <laughs> yeah, I have actually independently played Dogs of the Vineyard before I was a warty, um, mm. and it's crap. <laughs> just it's designed just to escalate. Things yeah. from mm-hmm. let's have an argument to now we're shooting each other over the course of about forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I I knew the the approximate premise and the name, and I just like the idea of doing a you know rat stainless steel rats in the walls mashup of two things I did I do enjoy. I just wouldn't use that mechanic. It's not. No, no, no. There's this this yeah. Um, well, that was the White War, hmm. and all of you survived. Astonishingly, I was only in it for um, the dangerous bit. Yeah. Oh, the the German soldier was an optional bit. So that that's one of the you know you can throw this in. Well, if they um, if they look like they're asking around a bit. Actually, put put this in so we can actually turn around and say, <laughs> no, on. this happened. Or you need, or if you need a bit more to do, you know, with the. You know, if they're not finding much to get the teeth into in the tunnels, um, there's a suggestion that a, you know there's a survivor hiding who springs out and attacks you. But uh, you know, I thought just on reflection, it seems much more likely that the sort of person who's still around was the one who was not in a position to fight the thing in the first place. Yes, in fact, <clears throat> yeah. So just that, yeah, casualty, fine. 
But snap decision. Um, yes, names. That's the other thing you should add in. Um, just, just put some names for stuff like you, if you need up to six dead Austrians. Yes, here is who they not were. Being a native Italian or mm. Australian, Australian, Aust- Austrian Austri- speaker, to come up yeah. with names very quickly. Yeah, but it's hard like, enough to do it in a, um, as British people, I think. Yeah, uh, this is. Um, yeah, I, I've certainly met GMs who just suggest for, you know, for each major culture in your setting have a list of names. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, so just being able to go, yeah, you know, when you found somebody's passbook, uh, you know, yeah, this is who this was. Um, and, yeah, sort of basic stuff. Well, what would you like to do now? Yeah, uh, Sorry, go on. <clears throat> I was just going to say, I, I might be inclined to add uh, little details like, you know, holy medallions, photos of the girlfriends, that kind of thing. Yeah, again, it's, <coughs> it's sort of, it's padding out in a... To an extent that's maybe a bit more like the sort of thing me and Roger like to write. That has, yeah. you know, because we like having those little details in. And um, and you don't need them, but they hmm. but they add to the flavour, they add to the overall experience. And you, and, and well, the, the first time I gave this serious thought, it actually was a, a plot-relevant point, hmm. which was the um, Falklands scenario, which I think you've all hmm. played. Yeah. Um, because... You, know, you you have you have these Argentinian troops who look way older than they ought to be for military service, and if you look at their documentation, you can see yeah they they should not in fact be that old. They should be about forty years younger. Mm. Mm. Um, so then, then I went down a rabbit hole of did they in fact have dog tags? No, the answer is they they were still using pay books at that mm. point that they trans- transferred a few years later. Well, what would you like to do, gents? You, you, it is your day. Yes, what oh, would gosh. you mm. like to do, Mr. Oh gosh. No pressure. Um, I don't know. As I said we, we could attempt to run something else hasty, but sort of prepping something, I have not prepped anything. So, uh, you know. If you fancy something board game-ish, we might be able to achieve that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just trying to think. We've also at various points talked about, you know, trying to batter some of our ideas around to... Uh, oh, for uh, running some... Uh, doing like a... Um, yeah. Assembling ideas assembling into ideas a into functional... an actual um, something, something that is runnable. Mm. Mm. The hard bit. Yeah. As long as you don't get derailed by things like needing and uh, reasonably accurate... Organization chart of a biological research institute, which <laughs> yes, as you often do. Oh, bloody hell, oh. Rimworld's on sale. That doesn't happen very. Much. <laughs> uh, sorry, <laughs> speaking of getting sidetracked. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if uh, the expansions are on sale. Oh, that might be Ooh. an idea. No, Worth funny. Yeah. Have you Definitely. ever tried them? Sorry uh, to just derail everyone. Uh, you don't often see Rimworld on sale. No. Uh, so the boys uh, have got all the expansions. Um, are they so... worth it? They're quite pricey. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Sorry. I uh, quite like watching you guys just eat each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, no, they're 10% off, but not much. Yeah, I must admit, I may have, <clears throat> I may have bought Baldur's Escape 3 on that. Oh, it's tempting, but still 44. Yeah, quid. I know. 
I got so, path of the Pathfinder Path of the Righteous instead because it's like eight. It is very good. Well, mm, I, I really never recommend. finished Kingmaker, but Same. I did enjoy it very much. Uh, I oh, did I finish Kingmaker? I got right towards the end. Um, I got to the bit where you manage your kingdom, and then it was a bit no, no, of a oh, I was overwhelming way... problem. In that, I was just like, oh, there's too much to deal with, and I have other things, but. Anyway, sorry, sidetracked is there. But, ooh, he didn't yeah. see that very often. But no, I, I quite fancy, actually, yes, Jim, you're right, I actually quite fancy <laughs> doing a, let's go for a central concept, how can we flesh it out? And, in just under an hour and a half, what can we do? Mm hmm. Yeah, we did that a bit with the um, Victorian Athens. I, I wouldn't mind doing that yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so. Well, what ideas do we have knocking around that we haven't been able to think of anything to do with? <clears throat> so, I don't have I've had... That's my problem. I, I had an idea... Oh, this is going back now. Well, let's put it this way. It was when Martin was still actively playing with us, so that's going back quite a few years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it was basically modern day mm-hmm. um, kind of secret society and bits and pieces but you as play- you as players are kind of multi-millionaires there is something going on if you can find the tech in real life you have access to it so, for example, mm-hmm. if you want to get um, a <clears throat> a Kevlar um, umbrella that is actually mostly used by um, Secret Service agents uh, as a uh, fighting stick, but actually it's the actual it's it's a proper uh, multi thinged Kevlar. It works as an umbrella mm-hmm. um, and kind of half. It'll protect you against shrapnel, but it won't protect you against actual real bullets and stuff. Mm. There is an actual umbrella that does that out in the real world, and it's 170 quid, and I cannot justify buying it. And it was 175, <laughs> it was 170 quid about 10 years ago, so I, I hate, I hate to think how much it's likely to be now. So, um, uh, or there's the, um, the Hawk, um, jetpack thing now that, um, mm. you actually can, you know, you've got now the, the um, some of the firefighters in the states and stuff, and possibly Italy um, are using um, as a uh, for search and rescue and so on and so forth and things like that. So you know, a single mm. man um, uh, flight thing. And I was looking at all of those, thinking, how can I justify having? all of these wonderful toys that are real toys that I'll never have a chance to, to actually use in real life. But how could I justify them in a game? And uh, I kind of... Yeah, I, immense moolah. Yeah, so basically, you know, there is something going on that, you know, you guys are multimillionaires for insert reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, and that might also be something that's quite, quite useful to know about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, are you... You know, I mean, back in the day, I think it was it probably was just about before the, uh, um, what was around the time of the, 
2008, so it was just as, you know, when the dot-com bubble hadn't quite burst. Um, so there Each were... of us bought, you know, a dot-com. Yeah. I, I, I'm just picturing um, a slightly more sinister approach. You you have all won, you know, on separate occasions, and just once, you, you've all won the jackpot on the National Lottery, and you know, you've had your 15 minutes of fame, and now it's gone away. You don't actually remember buying a ticket. <laughs> okay, mm. yeah. That's a nice... Uh, yeah. But then... Mm, you'd still have to tie it all into why you're all buying this stuff and how you get... <coughs> well, that, that's the thing. If, if you then say... the um, <coughs> In Gertson, you've got some kind of specific um, code of honour or uh, goal in life. Mm. Right. And whatever it is out there is looking for people who feel that way. I like that. Oh, actually, so you could tweak it. So rather than the lottery, now if you think about, I don't think you get it so much these days, but certainly some older game shows used to get a lot more of the stuff like, you know, you win this pile of specific things. Um, Oh, almost like, you know, know, the generation game. uh, Yeah, yeah, supermarket sweep, obviously, is to pull stuff off a shelf. But, you know, it could could be, you know, some tech-themed, you know, you, you know, you win a big stash of tech stuff. Um, You know, a lifetime free samples of... Um, The Gadget Show used to do the thing at the end, didn't they, where... um... Um, you could win all these wonderful, all these wonderful toys, um, and then you've you got to bring them all together. Though maybe you have to go to this special place to train with them. So, but, but in terms of justifying the tech in the first place, I think you could do something. You know, you've each won a tech-themed game show, mm. you know, and you are entitled to one free copy of each product from mm. the sponsoring organisations. Mm. Forever, mm. <laughs> um, sort of thing. Obviously, there's going to be exclusions on that. Oh, They're not going to give you a space shuttle. I also but. have, I also have a nice thing. Um, possibly only Roger might be um, of an age where here. Do you guys remember the Last American Hero? Yes, I remember that. The TV so, show. Yeah, so it was a TV show where basically this guy is given this super suit, mm. and he promptly loses the instructions. Yes. <laughs> Hmm. Um, and so he's desperately trying, you know, so he's got this thing that 40% of the time is absolutely brilliant. 20% of the time he can work around it. And another 40% of the time he's an idiot to him. Um, and if you need to be able to pull out a power of the week, you still yes. can. Yes, and that was kind of the idea and bits and pieces. And it's, it's actually quite, a, there was, so, I, I remember there being some that were cringeworthy. There were some that actually weren't too bad as a, uh, on the, on the, on the thing. But I'm also remembering back to, well, you'd have been probably about nine or ten, Nick. Yes. Uh, I mean, even then I the, thought the it was thing largely to in... a bad show. Yeah. The thing to bear in mind for, for pop culture references is I never watched a whole huge oh, okay, amount of TV. Enough. Same. So. So. 
No, if there was, to be fair, if it was uh, superhero tat, I, there's a chance I actually mm. had a good chance of watching it. So, yeah. I even watched Spider-Man back in the 70s. I, yeah, I watched, that's how I knew I needed glasses, because I asked my mum, why are mm. the two Spider-Man then? Yeah. And she hadn't seen that episode, so she assumed you had no, a different she assumed, Yeah, actually it turns yeah. out it was Venom yeah. all along, and I yeah. don't need glasses at all. <laughs> Been lied to. Um, okay, well, I like I like both versions of this premise. Um, you know, you've got a, you've got a huge heap of random tech stuff, but but part, that, it's a specific framework yeah, for. But you know, part of the thing was was that right? Okay, you you give you have a X budget that you give to the players. Mm. Um, I don't know. Say at the moment, let's say a hundred million quid. Um, right. Now go out and look at stuff in the real world. It can be stuff that is a rumor. It doesn't have to actually be real and so on. If you can find a price tag to it, that's how much it costs. Mm-hmm. Otherwise the GM will inflict quite a heavy cost on you. Um, but you know, so you, you know, you can actually have some okay-ish Reasonably good bits of kit. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Bent, uh, Bentley do a rather nice bulletproof car, um, or bullet-resistant car, as they so lovingly describe it. No car, no, okay. no car is bulletproof. And I suspect okay. it probably works better than Elon Musk's. So we've got one of the components, which is one of the things that makes the PCs. Notable or interesting. Yeah. Why? Um, so we'd also need to think about there's the sort of setting stuff, there's the crucial what do you actually do. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of thinking, so at the time when I was thinking about it, um, I have a problem with Gerpsman in Black um Mostly involving the martial arts and bits and pieces because um, there's a whole slew of stuff though where, where they basically take all, they they have a perfectly good um, GURPS martial arts um, thing and then they completely get rid of it all in, in 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 Men in Black. They also make the Men in Black incredibly powerful. They're as powerful as the aliens. No. Uh, are you thinking Black, of Black Ops, Ops? Sorry, not Men in Black. You're right. Yes, Black Ops. Yeah, yeah. Very strange. It is. Book. Um, yes. Well, you, you. Th- th- there's one wonderful point where you actually realise that the psionicist is actually a better martial artist than the um, uh, front frontline soldier. But don't worry about that. Um, it all. Thing. But but the but their um, two martial arts that they sort of boil everything down to. Um, sorry, no. Um, there's a reason why you would. I mean, I I would have just given them um, sort of basic hand to hand or whatever, given them 250 points rather than 500 point characters, which is what they were at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, given them all the toys and all the guns and stuff, and said, right, try and survive. But um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's 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 the, the actual basic concept isn't isn't bad. It's there's a few, say, tweaks. But but mm. the idea is is that it's 
it's pretty much it's uh, the premise of UFO, um, either the series or the game or whatever else you want to want to do, um, possibly even the books. Um, um, Boil it down for me. Um, so basically, um, Earth is being invaded. Yeah. Um, there is a reason why. Um, there are various different races um, that are coming in um, to invade us and to pieces. Um, you have various governments who are in league with them because mm-hmm. they don't think they're being invaded. They think they're basically uh, buying a load of tech. Mm-hmm. You have various organisations who are desperately trying to stop them Mm-hmm. And you have some organisations that think they're trying to stop them, but actually are actively helping them because mm-hmm. um, they've been infiltrated and uh, it's Majestic 12 all over again sort of thing. And is it public knowledge or is it a secret alien it's a war se- thing? It's, a, it's, it's pretty secret. And part of the thing is is that... Um, um, Either people die, they lose their minds completely, or the vast majority, um, their minds can't handle the concept, so they they just erase it from their own memories, Mm -hmm. which is part of the reason why you get the um, blocks of, um, I can't remember what I did that day. Mm. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, the, these are 650 point GURPS 3 characters, which is probably somewhere about 900 to 1000 GURPS yeah. 4. That's a lot for mundanes, isn't it? Yeah. It's a lot. And they they basically don't have, for the most part, uh, supernatural no. skills. Um, I could say, I got it thinking, oh great. And then I went, oh. And there were quite a lot of. I mean, don't get me wrong. The actual base concept itself isn't quite isn't a bad idea. But as well, you're talking about somebody who can fight most of the aliens in a one-on-one combat situation. Mm. I don't. Well, I mean, I don't really want that. I want basically if you basically there's you and a, you know if you it, 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 based on the uh, the the kind of UFO game. There's you and a sectoid versus each other. You're dead. If you're your team well, yeah, versus a bunch of sectoids. UFO is if you did, or the original computer. If you if you try and like send someone off solo, they just die. Mm. You, yeah. you really have to work as a team. Yes. That also feels more gupsy to me because, like, a lot of gups combat stuff comes down to. If you are careful and you plan your, you, you know, you plan your combat, you make sure you get the circumstances as you want them so that you are going to win. Rather than the sort of D&D style, you go in and take the chance of your arm. Yeah. At whatever's coming your yeah, way. I, I think, I think that some of that is if you're losing hit points in GURPS, you are seriously on taking the downside yes. of yeah. things. Yeah. It's been the same in my, um, Dungeon Fantasy GURPS mm. game. <clears throat> Most of the time, the PCs are not losing hit points. That does not mean that not having a hard fight. Mm. Now, I've got got a running joke with um, John Delman, which is the ideal GURPS combat goes. Hey Fritz, did you hear something? 
it's an interesting difficulty curve that you know, because you start off as in the computer you start off as utterly crap characters um, and you just lose your team left right and centre but the fun of it is capturing the tech and using it and discovering how to discovering what's going on I don't know how you could replicate that quite in an RPG but it starts off very hard and kind of gets easier mm. which is an unusual difficulty curve but I, I quite like it Okay, mm. I think well, maybe a sort of squad spirit thing you know you will have to accept that some some of these characters are going to die. Yeah, and you know, if if you want to do it in real world terms, then then the person you are playing is the commander back at base who is having to send these people out to die. Yes, or you know, several of you. But in in, in that the respect, other option would be you get a, a random character for this scenario. Holy crap! My character mm-hmm. survived. He's going to go in the next scenario quite a bit tougher. Uh, the problem then is you can end up with players with really powerful characters still playing with kind of 50 point crap characters. Well, the, the w- just thinking about the way I'd do this in a film um, you're, you're, or a TV show, say. Your, your pilot's episode is basically we, we, we are badass mercenaries. Um, you know, we, we are taking down elite forces of the world left and right. We are just that damn good. Then we get picked up for 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 the real mission against the aliens, and it's a massacre. And yeah, and both of you who so, survive. Yeah, they, they got the idea that, you know, yeah. we, yes, we are starting characters in the, in the sense of the game, but it sets an expectation of even these starting characters are pretty darn tough. Mm. It's also one of the things that um, I've kind of done, and I haven't done for years, but it was something that kind of was kind of the vogue a little bit in the 90s and the noughties, I think, um, where you have a bunch of NPCs to start with. Mm. Um, um, or, or rather, you have a bunch of pre-gens, rather. Yeah. And you kind of play through some of the actual points of how it's all got to here. Yeah. Um, and... So and they're real disposable, like convention but, characters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not your characters, um, and and so you kind of get the feel of the game. For example, um, you know, yeah, I think the thing I think I've mentioned may have mentioned um, starting a Monster Hunter's game. What you actually start with is a bunch of random normal people who who have their one-off horror encounter with the horrible monster and. Either all or most of them die, and then if one of them survives, then that's, obviously that's uh, we, the... we, we want you on the team. But but even if one of them doesn't survive, then the, the team, team comes in, and these are the actual PCs. Yeah, because in essence, that's that's Cthulhu. Mm. That's and what, actually, well, that's what Cthulhu <clears throat> should be, because you are normal. You know, because if you read the actual books, and if you read even the uh, a lot. It's, kind of spin-off bits and pieces that mm. a lot of people have done. Almost all of it is not ha, I'm going to go in and basically, you know, I, you know, I, I you know, he does that therefore I I, I counter with the uh, you know, uh, uh, my elder rune and uh, you know and, 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 and I know we never actually got quite that far in in your in in um uh on in in trail uh, Nick but um um Basically, um, uh, you, 
if you think even really I guess go all the way back to our original characters when we when we did the prequel game that you had us doing mm. in Bolivia Peru Peru but it was oh no on, it's supposed to be Peru I made it Bolivia yeah okay it was on the Peru Bolivia border it didn't really matter but but that where we came across every across the things for the first time and went oh shit boom 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 yeah um which is basically you know as as all as what well, you do with all well I, well I mean my character was 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 was, was American so I mean, of course I'd go oh shit boom 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 um hello mm. Americans <laughs> um sorry um but um yeah um and so you get um the the we were also reasonably competent. We were all, you know, it wasn't long after the after the First World War. We were most of us war veterans and so on and so forth. In fact, that was mm. yeah, I think you g- you gave us some bonus points, didn't I you? I did, but, I think. And e- even standard Cthulhu character generation, I, contrary to what you were saying earlier, uh, I think if you're prepared to be a bit specialised, you can be oh, pretty competent. No, 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 sorry, that's not. What the game called Cthulhu is, that's a, if you read the actual books and stuff, it should be oh, sure, exactly sure. what you were saying. Mm. The game is actually the other way around, that you actually are an above average person who has a lot of quite weird skills. Well, I suppose what I meant earlier is just the nature of a percentage-based system is 70% mm. sounds pretty darn good, but actually you're going to fail one well, time. 30%. Nearly you'll, you'll fail one, th- one in every three yeah, of your three, roles. Yeah, th- three out of ten you're going to fail. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot of classic Thulu, uh, mm. there, there are two things feeding into this. One, one is, you know, it's 1981 and the games that people know are basically D&D mm. RuneQuest. And so what you do is you fight the monsters. Mm. Uh, but also, to the Dunwich Horror. Yeah. I think the Dunwich Horror uh, is a great of example models, of... Yeah, we, we are, we are, we are a- arming up from, we are guess, getting our kit to deal with the monster. Yeah. That's, I think that, I think that's forgotten now as an example of an, a genuine Lovecraft story, which basically have, mm. uh, min-maxed characters <laughs> that know what they're doing, uh, yeah. and deal with it. Are they still, Fuck it up, <laughs> of course. Um, but it, yeah, I think Dunwich Horror is a really good example of why Lovecraft isn't as bleak as everyone thinks it is. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I mean, um, I mean the other the other good one I think for that is um, oh god, um, you've got the the second Predator, I think, where they're wandering around in the. Um, and, and, and there's a whole bunch of um, army people come in, and they're basically coming in to try and nick the tech. And then they re- and, and then because they realise that he uses heat heat stuff, so basically they put him into a, a really cold warehouse and they wear the things and bits and pieces. Some go well. And then the pre- and then the predator goes, ah, somebody's hunting me. Ah, somebody's somebody's worked out that I work through thermal vision. Let's change that. Yeah, click. Let's switch click. Click. It's, it's not the best click. film in the world. Click. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. Danny Glover, fantastic, fantastic actor. It's got Bill Paxton in it, and it's still not an amazing film. Yeah, so, I know. 
Yeah. yeah, but it's got Danny, Danny, Danny Glover is many things, but a, but but a, but an action hero is is is, is, <laughs> is is not one of them. I mean, bless his bless him him walking him going around like that, and all you can see is this big ass, <laughs> and it's just wonderful. I mean, I, 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 but it's actually I, looking at his ass. Yeah, but 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 it, it was brilliant because it because because even back then I was starting to get a bit overweight and bits and pieces and so on, and I kept looking at it thinking, yeah, that's exactly what I would be like. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, it is this thing of, um, it's, you, you don't, you can have quite competent characters who can't do it because they, they've underestimated, um, you know, what the opponents are. Mm. Um, Speaking of, um, so we've got this idea of, okay, your people who've ended up with at least access to loads of tech. Yes. Accidental... But probably not any special training unless you decide to take it for yourself. Yeah, so someone who is yet to be established has arranged for you to get this because they see something in you that says, yeah, that you are the right sort of person to get in on, you know, our cause, which is, in this case, resisting alien... Uh, to some extent invasion, maybe to some extent alien infiltration or what you know whatever combination of things you want to call it um and that's a secret thing, so it's not like you can go public with what you're doing, and it's not like anyone else is public about what they're doing so we always got a bit of school degree, I think is always mm. uh, what what approach that I've used in a game uh this was nineteen uh, thirties magic in London. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the way the wave of magic had come up this time, the magical things were essentially invisible, except to people who had both magic use and certain other characteristics, mm. i.e. the PC. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, they, they, they could say, yeah, they, they could have social position and they could say, dear, dear policeman, please surround this house. But that just leads to chunky policeman kibble. Yeah. Because they, they just can't do anything to defend themselves. So, yeah, the PCs have to learn to do it themselves. Mm. Yeah. And I was actually thinking, you know, when you were saying, Mark, about, you know, um, you know, only a tiny portion of people can really grasp what's going on. The majority of people can't really see anything. I mean, you know, if, you, okay, if you're going to go sci-fi, the classic explanation for that sort of thing is... You know, ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of people are susceptible to the aliens' psionic rationalization field. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and one of the things that distinguishes you and made you a good candidate is that you're not. And you know, that's just a quirk of fate. Or and that, that might even be filtered in terms of you. Know, the, the the good guy organisation, which has, let's face it, plenty of good reasons for wanting to stay secret. They've got positions of power. They don't want to risk that if, if they start talking about agents. Mm. Uh, but but possibly they worked out this particular thing and managed to put out the the occasional flyer or advertisement or something that has this field on it, so normal people simply won't see yeah. it. And and you did. Yeah. You could combine that with a piece of tech that means you can see that. I'm just thinking of they live now. But. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd, I'd like it to be innate simply because then it says, well, this, this is why this group of assorted PCs is doing the thing rather than each, you know, giving, giving their goggles to a special mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. 
mm. or whatever. Um, actually, the, forcibly or otherwise. Here's one that here's one that I vaguely thought about using for something and haven't yet. Um, you could have as you know, you're all. Um, what's it called? The we don't. Know. You know, you're all. Uh, you'll have a particular form of synesthesia, for example. Okay. You know, you might not be aware of it. Um, even you know, it can be because it's not necessarily people, something people realise, and it's not obvious. How often do you see blue and smell lemons at the same time? You know, it's 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 not obvious to other people. Well, lemons are. Um, um, you know, it, it can be seen as some sort of you know disadvantage people in a lot of circumstances, but. You know, it's a small per- it's a small quirk mm. that is just randomly distributed. Um, I must say so. that was one of the things I liked about um, slightly off track, but um, the um, oh god, uh, the one where basically you're a you're a, a demi human, I'm sorry, dem- a demigod. Um, it's the one with the kids. <laughs> they did Song. the films. Percy Jackson, Percy Jackson, Percy, oh. Percy Jackson stuff. Yeah, the TV um, show in that now. Is there? Mm. Apparently, much better than the film. Well, I quite like the film. The film was all right. It, the problem with the film is it cut out too many characters because it combined um, the main character and the main baddie in the actual camp in the same huh. into the same. Uh, sorry, it, sorry, the, the, the character's girlfriend and the baddie. Into the mm. same, into the same, who both happened to be girls, to be fair. Um, but one was basically a daughter of Ares, and one was a daughter of Athena. Uh, slightly, slightly mm. different. Yeah, slightly different. Yeah, different, yeah. different characters. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, it was. Um, I, I thought they were okay. I thought they were a bit. Um, the thing, the books are actually quite good. Uh, I don't know if, if you, I would actually recommend reading the books. The books are the kids' books, but. Oh, maybe hmm. I'll think about it. Hey, Dadawin Jones fan yeah. here, so... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah well, yes. Elliot's of that yeah. sort of age where he's reading uh, longer books with um, without pictures and things, so... Yeah. Um, maybe. Uh, oh, I mean, I basically, I, I kind of hit that and then it just kind of went... It's kind of sky skyrocketed. I mean, Dadawin Jones was writing just around the time when I was really into... Uh, I, I was just getting into science fiction and fantasy, so I mean, you know, I can still remember, um, you know, things like power. Well, obviously, you've got the um, sort of. Um, oh God, my, do you know what my brain thing? But Power of Three is the one that I, I, I immediately mm-hmm. yeah, read, and it absolutely resonated with me. And uh, you know, which again, I, I love the con- I love the idea of the fact that you've got the three different races and. Two of which are see again. That was a, that's another good one where you've got two races. There's actually three races going along. The humans have buggered off and they're playing with all their tech, and then the the other two are sort of still fiddling around with magic and so on. Mm. Um, but actually, all three are actually intertwined and and, and, and so on. But basically, I thought that was good. But um, mm. yeah, and then you got the dark is rising. Um, oh so yes. yes. You know, which again, um, um, the film was such was one of the biggest disappointments I've I never, across. yeah, I didn't want to, um, yeah, I've not ruined it. Well, just consider the size. Um, 
Arthur C. One of the reasons Arthur C. Clarke was happy with two thousand and one was because it was an adaptation of a short story, yes. not a novel. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and rightly so. You know, and 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 I mean, the Sentinel is a good was a good book, um, or a good or not was it novel was it novel or novella? Sure, it was kind of halfway in between, wasn't it? Because basically, it's the there is a definition, the, but it's, it's up to the point where yeah. basically they use a nuke to basically crack it open, mm. um, and then the signal stops. I didn't really like either the book or the film. Short story, <laughs> yeah, short think. story. But no, I mean, mm. I, I mean, didn't they yeah. release it as a standalone book? That must have been a pretty slender volume. But I think it was. Maybe it was expanded or something. I don't no. believe so. I mean, there, there was a novelisation. Oh, uh, that's probably it. Yeah, they novelised two thousand and one. Yeah. Well, he put out. Yeah, he he wrote the screen. Well, because he, he it was him and Kubrick who wrote the screenplay, wasn't it? So. Um, uh, yeah, the, the way the, I, I've actually read the Lost Worlds of two thousand and one, which is great fun if you're in bed with yeah. a fever, because <laughs> um, it's basically various cut material from the book. So it doesn't, you know, one chapter makes no sense compared with another. So if you've got a fever, that's great. Um, <laughs> but one of the things he said in that was, um, in the end, they they decided to call the film script by Kubrick and Clark and the novelisation by Clark and Kubrick because they cross fertilised yes. each other a lot while it was being made. Because there's so many little things that, I mean, the thing I loved was Kubrick was so fantastically visual. Because you know the whole reason why he's got the the iPads um, and bits and pieces is he is he wanted something that was a newspaper um, that um, looked high tech. Hmm. So basically, he creates this little. I mean, you know, and you look at it now and you think, okay, that's an iPad, isn't it? But yeah, well, don't forget, it's a two-way feedback thing. A, a whole bunch of mobile phone designers were directly and admitted it inspired. Oh by yeah, Star Trek. well, I mean, Motorola especially. You know, they mo- the Motorola flip phone was was a communicator. Mm. Just having a look, there, there does appear to, I, I can't find any evidence of a standalone publication of the Sentinel, other than the expansion. I, I must be thinking of the novelisation of the film by mm. the same, yeah. Books actually, I mean, you know, the, the, um, the novelisation, the, the 2001 is, is, is a good book. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't. I don't like R.C. Clarke all that much, to be honest. Uh, yeah, take him. Take him as. Take him or leave him. I mean, I. I, I trudge quite... through Rama. That's got the worst characters in it. They're just tedious. Yeah. Well, I. I actually kind of enjoyed that because I was doing this as part of the Hugo Nobita joint winners yeah. reread. We were doing basically a book a month from from each year when there was a joint winner, and given some of the other stuff that had been coming up just before. <laughs> It was a real relief to see Clark saying, I know perfectly well I can't do characters, so I'm not going to try. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. And it, and it comes up as way, way more pleasant than how other authors of the period, like Larry Niven, oh, try, my to, God, try yeah. to rise I women, see, I tried, for example. Ringworld is held in great, uh, reveration, but I, I, I loved it when, when it was yeah, a I, 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 I really enjoyed Ringworld. Maybe when I, I came read it to first a lot time of these quite late, yeah. I yeah. came to June quite late, and I, I, it's okay. I don't understand the reverence it's held in. It really didn't grab me. I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, 
people yeah. love it. I but... enjoyed it, and I read Dune, and I read Dune Messiah really, really quickly. Mm. Uh, and then I read God Emperor, and then I got to God Emperor and went, eh, it's all right. Well, I think and that's what of... most people who even love Dune do, but I didn't even love it that much. In the I, but, It was I okay. Mean, there's some bits that I actually still, um, you know, I mean, not being funny about it, I've, who doesn't use the, when you're absolutely shitting yourself, fear is the mind killer. Fear is the mind killer. Okay, is, yeah. It's quite helpful. You know, I'm not being yeah. funny about it. I don't know any science fiction nerd who doesn't use that That's when, when they're helpful. absolutely cacking I'll their pants. I'll um, give you that. I'll give you that. You know, that is still, I mean, if he if did, does nothing, did nothing else, Frank Herbert <laughs> gave us a mantra that went, <laughs> uh, actually I can, I am not going to freeze. I am not going to freeze. You know. The mm-hmm. problem is, then I imagine Elon Musk saying it to himself before he does some awful thing. Oh. But he's, oh, yeah. that, that, that's the thing for, for the context of the game. Some of the devices come from the Musk equivalent. Yes. And they look just as shiny as all the others, but they just blow <laughs> well, up no. or um, fail in some way. Let's, let us say that some of the more powerful developers um, are possibly already in league with the aliens. Mm-hmm. Oh, d- I mean, mm. definitely. Like you were saying before about, you know, oh, some of these governments, you know, think, or organizations think they're working with the alien, think they're working, you know, for, to defeat the aliens or they're doing trade. Some of them know. Absolutely some of them know. The same kind of people that in politics strike all kinds of, you know, deals with the devil or whatever, yeah. because why not? You know, it's, you, you're going to have some people with the same sort of mentality. Yeah. So you know, it, it just like I said, that that was kind of my mm. my base concept that you actually had sort of a secret invasion. Um, you mm-hmm. basically can power yourself up for, and you have X amount of time. The other one that I saw was. Um, oh, what was it called? There was a TV thing, which again, it was an American one, uh, had a, had a whole se- season, and then they cancelled it, um, mm. where basically, um, they're on, a, they're on the moon, uh, there's a bunch of astronauts on the moon, a bit of pieces, and the Earth gets destroyed. And so, quite literally, they are the last people, because, um, their ship, um, they're on the far side of the moon. So basically the moon has actually protected them. And that it's a, uh, oh shit, this is happening. And, um, Odyssey, Odyssey 5. 5. Does yes. That sound right? Never seen yeah. it, but I've heard it's, of it. It's, it's quite a nice concept. Basically, the, the, um, there's an alien that comes along and goes, shit, got here too late. And, um, his planet had this exactly what, what happened to his planet, except that his planet was, um, a lot more of that, and there's um, a paras- There's a bunch of people who will have come down and basically set it set it up to, and they're they're setting up basically what they're doing is they're they're absorbing the energy of the explosion and so on and so forth. He can send you back two years into the past into your bodies two years in the past. No, it might be five years. No, it's five years because it must mm. be five years because basically one of them goes back and he's basically a stoner hippie because that's what he was when he was a teen, when he, in his late teens. Because he, um, and then five, you know, in five years' time, he basically jumps jumps through. Um, 
and one of the others goes back and basically she's in the middle of a space um, she, um, the one who was in the um, capsule um, she survives um, but she's knocked out by the blast so literally she jumps so everyone else is expecting it she jumps back five years and she's in the middle of a spacewalk and um, there's another so luckily one of the other guys is also from, from NASA and he's in a position where he can talk her through it and so on and they're mm. there going why did you come in in your day off and how did you know that she was going to have that have that thing you know which is quite cool um, but mm. there's a whole but again that 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 kind of thing can work quite nicely where again you've got a reasonably small um, thing the other one because um, there were there were some quite good ones at the same roughly around the same time um, one of which is oh god I can de- I can describe it to you, but I probably can't. Think. Basically, Earth is invaded by a concept, and basically, there's this thing arrives. You can't send. The only thing that can you can send faster than light is a their ideas, mm. and basically, this thing arrives and basically. Um, goes, something happens down in the sea and there's something weird going on. And, um, NORAD basically send a, um, not NORAD. NORA? No, oh, for the, yeah. Appropriate the, the appropriate, the American, the, the American, um, undersea people, um, um, basically go and send, send a ship and have a look at it. Um, and they've also, but there's something weird going on. So they've actually sent some, uh, a couple of people who are possibly first contact people. And mm. they, no, I tell like they're watching it on, on, on thing. And basically, the, the, so the, they bring this thing up and basically it's like this fractal. Hmm. And it start, and everybody on that the ship definitely is, rings a bell. Everybody on the ship is infected, and the people who are watching hmm. it um, are starting to be infected, and so on. But they're but they're not, and 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 it's basically it's it's how they start trying to remove the the problem. But basically, what starts to happen is they're starting to part of the reason why global warming and all the crap in the atmosphere and stuff is. That basically people start trying to engineer it so that it's um it's trying to terraform it to the yeah to to, to be there that definitely is a yeah I know that mm. write your name at the bottom of the list send a copy to each of the other names on the list you know this sounds good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so um yeah. But, but, but I must admit, like I say, half of my ideas at the moment are uh, just, mm-hmm. just rehashing old old t- t- TV plots. But uh, there's an awful yeah. lot that awful lot of crap that I've watched over the years, so that probably will keep me going for a little while. Well, the the thing is, I think quite often um, 
there's a good concept that doesn't get the development that would have done it the best thing, either because you know the studio cancelled it, or just because they didn't have the right people to do it. Yeah, so. or yeah, they've they've had an idea for doing something, but you've got an idea for doing something in a slightly different way. I mean, I think, and the studio said we want a cute kid. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm trying to think of games that have actually tried to do something completely original and been good. And, I mean, the examples, you know, the, the sort of things that are coming to mind when I try to think of games that have done something completely stuff like Numenera, where I just go, but, I mean, yes, technically it's new stuff, but what am I supposed to do with it? Yeah, we actually talk about this a little bit on the next uh, IRT deal mm-hmm. come out on uh, Monday, I think, because there's a bundle of holding. And, you know, I, I love the idea in the whole sufficiently advanced technology thing, but every time I hear a mm. game, it ends up being a whole lot like, well, we're going to go down to this in this hole in the ground and kill things. Yeah. Or minor variations thereon. And surely there's room for political games and uh, interpersonal games and stuff. I just don't hear about them. It's very... Not saying they don't they're exist. They're very difficult to run, though. But the the problem the, the well, problem I, is, I, is I you think have a lot to of the have time an, is... a good understanding of that. Mm. I think to be able to run it successfully. Mm. And some of the impression I get, Shim, you, you've probably worked more on it than I have, is mm. that there is deliberately left open. Well, you know, you can just invent a device that does this yeah. to be the point of the adventure that somebody's got hold of it and needs to be stopped or whatever. And there's also you know, the idea is that everything everywhere is so weird that, you know, everything is around somewhere and so on. But what you end up with is everything is completely incoherent. You know, there's no, you know, it, it's like, you know, in the, in the sample adventure, one of the sample adventures, you, you know, one town is, you know, at a, as I, I'm trying to remember this now, you know, you know, early medieval level of development. The next town over is at a Victorian level of development. Um, Why don't we sell them flush toilets? Yeah, you know, it's, there's that kind of stuff. Like, there's no, and it's oh, because weird technology is here or not there. No, it doesn't make any sense. Ideas still spread. Mm. People come up with consistent ways of doing things. There are, you know, the my experience of the game, and it's been a long time now, but was that there just you cannot sink your teeth into the setting because there isn't one. Mm. It's mm. it's it's like very nice set dressing. You know, it's like a very nice scenery flat, and when you try and go, yeah, but you know, I need to fit myself into this space and inhabit this space so that I can respond to what the players want to do and so on there's there's nothing to to hang yourself on you'd have to be making all of that up from whole cloth or similarly as a player who who am i the guy who grew up in this uh... yeah you know what does it mean for me to be this sort of person what sort of people exist is even a question that isn't really answered um you know and i just yeah I mean, I've, I've, I've kind of half looked at it a couple of times and gone, well, everybody raves about it. I probably should look at this more, but it doesn't really grab. No. So, I mean, I mean, I must admit, the, 
let's face it, there isn't there isn't a shortage of systems no, out there. No, mm. I mean for me, partly because I've been very biased by both GURPS and by to a certain to a lesser extent by Genesis. I'm more interested in backgrounds. Um, I'm more interested in things. Part of the reason why, I, I mean, for me, I, I still think probably if you're playing a um, fancy style game, one of the best backgrounds around is Earthdawn. Because you actually mm-hmm. have... There's a reason for why there are bloody dungeons. How fantastic is that? You know, there's a reason why, you know, there's a whole load of species. And then... Oh, you want to play the tech version of that? Right, Shadow Room. It's two and a half thousand years, you know, 2,048 years later. It's quite like a bit of Shadow Run. The system sucks though, doesn't it? The system, yeah. But again... Well, Dice Pool. Hmm. I mean, Shadow Run eventually... It was White Wolf that put me off Dice Pools in the end, I think, actually. But no... Yeah, but they, they both made the same mistake to start with, that you can change the number of dice and the target you need to hit and the number of successes. Different things change them, and you, you the adventure writer, clearly have no particular idea how whether one will affect rolling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And th- there are cases where a plus one to difficulty will simply make no sense, because rolling a six plus is exactly the same odds as rolling a seven plus. Yeah, okay. and it's not intuitive. Uh, eh. Eh. I've, I've given that rant before. Yeah. Oh, I mean, my thing, my thing is still the fact that um, for the first and second, I think it was first and second. I think they fixed it in the third. Um, armor made you easier to hit. To hit. So, yeah. so you're actually, yeah, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily no. Actually, it doesn't work on any level. Let's be blunt about it. But. Uh, I, I'm reminded of, of a cartoon from Battle Wars of the 23rd Century which is called something along the long lines of uh, all this John's use of armour we even hosed the previous owner out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, again, Shadow Room works. I would... Um, for me, I'd, I, I... I've run Shadow... Well, I've run a Shadow Room-style game, uh, Victorian... Shadow and mm. uh, using Genesis and it worked perfectly well. Um, mm. yeah, it kind of probably would work with GURPS, but I think GURPS is probably too granular for it. Um, whereas Genesis. I did an SR4 conversion which seemed to work alright except for the magic, and that was just a bit. These are wildly different power levels of spell mm. that are supposed to cost you yes. the same thing. Um. Yeah. The thing I find so, you know, I like the idea of stuff like Shadowrun. I I get something of the same thing with most most of those things where there's some sort of dystopia that you exist on the fringes of, which is not which is that not necessarily not having enough, but I would like to have a more solid idea of what it is like to be one of the normal people within the setting who's not a player character. You know, so. What is it actually like just being an ordinary person working for a megacorp? Mm. Um, or, you know, in the case of, say, Necromunda, you know, what, uh, I, I would really like a collection of short stories set amongst just ordinary hivers as opposed to underhive gangers, you know, about just what's daily life like 
you know, what are the lives and loves and losses of these people that the heroic stories fit around? Yeah, I, I did a bit of that last time I was building a cyberpunk setting, which was, I, I may probably told you guys before, um, at the time I proposed this to, to my regular in-person playgroup, this is the early 2000s, mm. early, early 2010s, and they said, no, no, that's all far too depressing, because I, I was trying to build something like the classic cyberpunk setting extrapolated from the present day of the mm-hmm. time. <laughs> And then, you know, five years later, no, sorry, this land was way too optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <coughs> I've never actually run it. Mm. I wouldn't mind. But, um, yeah, well, one, one of the things I did there was, li- was little vignettes of here is a normal person's mm. life. Mm. Uh, Don Conspiracy did a bit of that as well. Mm, yes. Um, I think a bit, I think something of a neglected game. But I like Dark Conspiracy. I, I love the books. And played it. I thought the the, 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 the the books weren't a lot to do with the, the no, game as played, but they no, were the books, yeah. I mean, Mike I also like the fact not perhaps not a brilliant writer, but he's, yes. he's a good writer. He's entertaining. Yeah, no, I like, yeah. He's, he, I like him a lot. Um, I also like the fact that he's not afraid to kill off mm-hmm. quite major characters eh. at points where you go. There's no way he. Okay, he's just killed that one off. Okay, that's quite exciting. But uh, I, I still remember re- reading the descriptions of da- you know daily life for a prole. Yeah. Sort of mm. thing. And, you know, yes, you have exercised your right to democracy five times today. Congratulations! Five, five tins of combat rations fall out of your dispenser <laughs> slot. <sighs> yeah, um, I think it's. Yeah, I, th- I think the more removed the player characters are from the setting. When it is not essentially modern day or reasonably familiar historical analogue, the more I would really like some sort of sense of, you know, yeah, what does everyone else do all the time? because particularly yeah. if you have a downtrodden masses, you know, mm. how difficult it is it to get the downtrodden masses to join you? Yeah. Are, are they are they staying downtrodden because well actually from their point of view it's it's not bad it's a lot safer mm. Mm. Are they, or are they doing it because of fear or yeah some combination of those yeah things? I mean because this is from my again stainless steel rat you know in the stainless steel rat the whole thing is it's not, the masses are not actually downtrodden the vast majority of people are perfectly happy having a very peaceful and from the protagonist's point of view, extremely boring life. Yeah, I always um, thought that about Brave New World. Most people are actually quite happy with their lot. It never seemed that much of a dystopia to me. Well, that that that's why it's a small yeah. dystopia. Mm. Um, but I mean, yeah, you know, stainless steel. Right, explicitly, the protagonist is just the sort of person who does not fit well into the sort of society that exists mm. and needs an outlet. Right. Yeah. And he starts off as a criminal and ends up as a still a criminal, but one who uses his powers for good um, you know and it's well, in, in Wives and Sweethearts mm. um, I was working at the implications of the technology and various costs and so on and think, well okay nobody joins the navy for the money because you can sit on a planet have you know plenty to eat and reasonably good life and basically never have to leave your apartment unless you want mm. to yeah, you, you're not going to get a whole lot of the oh, I'm joining to learn a skill or whatever. You're going to get people who genuinely feel that this is the thing they want to do. And similarly with crime, uh, unless you have 
truly heroic drug habits or something, mm. you have enough money for most of, for all the things a reasonable person mm. wants, which in turn meant the criminals tended to be a, a, a larger than life and not quite weird. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, it's people who want something that they can't get out of everyday life, and if that is no longer food, then. Um, you know, you you filtering who ends up in these things. Um, so, you know, what is the what is the drive that makes you do something quite inconvenient? Mm. Um, that may actually shorten your life by potentially several mm. centuries. Yeah, yeah. Some quite interesting um, ones for that. Um, I've seen quite a lot of people basically looking at Star Trek and basically the fact that you know Star Trek basically is a stable, stagnant society. Um, why would you um, kind of, you know, you go out there mostly just to give yourself new experiences rather than anything else? Because the whole point is, is that you, you know, you have ultimate, pretty, you know. A, a, you don't. There's no need for cash because everybody's equal. Post scarcity, mm. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And actually, um, yeah. If you look at look at the um, the whole setup and bits and pieces, it's kind of it is quite an odd, not necessarily healthy society. Mm. Well, I think that kind of thing would disenfranchise a lot of people because they. You get people who are unhappy and not really understand why because they're not allowed to be in that kind of society. You look at white guys nowadays, <laughs> you know, they're, <laughs> they're pissed off with no reason to be, really. I, I think a lot of people in Star Trek... Well, some of that is because people are telling them to be. Mm, yeah. yeah. But you I, would get that I, I, in Star Trek one, too, one presumably. Yes. I suspect one of the options in Star Trek is uh, you... you um, but you know, get get hold of a, of a small grossy spaceship, and um, get get some like-minded idiots to come and be your slaves on the colony. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, you can always just. Go. I mean, obviously, you don't tell them that. Yeah. <coughs> but no, I mean, it is. I mean, well, I mean, because I mean that that's the thing. The the, the labour price that goes through the roof is people. Yes. Anything that can't can't be easily automated. Because yeah. almost everything can. Because you you can't make pe- make people collect the dustbins by saying you'll starve and become homeless if you don't. Uh, yeah, but all of that, but all Which of that, argu- arguably is the thing we should yeah. do now. But you know, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, no, I mean these days the people who collect dustbins earn more than um, the majority of the population. Mm. But there are plenty of shit jobs that are underpaid, and and the the which is which is the reason why which is the threat. reason why Birmingham, by the way, is bankrupt. That's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the covert threat is always well. If you don't do this, it's going to get really bad yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. I don't think they do that in Star Trek, do they? No, mm-hmm. not specifically. No, but but again, that's. I mean, they do. Down. They just don't put it in quite those terms. Yeah. But you see, that's kind of going back into then. So that kind of is part of the reason I, I always think it's a lot easier to role play in a fantasy setting than it is in a um, sci-fi stroke um, modern day. Is in a fantasy setting, economics are an awful lot easier. Mm. Um. And because it's kind of you know you're you're applying quite big um, 
modifiers but to quite a low setting magic comes along mm. not a problem imagine if magic came along now for us where we are now doesn't interfere with tech but basically comes along and sits and, and, and sits as a thing beside it good luck with him good luck with him uh, envisaging all of that because you know you've got to have an understanding of so many different areas of our modern day society right now push it forward to cyberpunk and okay um, you've got Shadowrun where they took a reasonably standard I mean in essence they nicked cyberpunk setting um, and then just apply yeah, it. But everyone else who's done right. cyberpunk nicked cyberpunk setting. setting yeah yeah. I mean the only one that actually paid for it was Netrunner and they're, they're still um, suffering yeah. as a result mm-hmm. yeah. that's a shame because um, it's not like a, it's a totally generic cyberpunk setting <laughs> anyway so yeah um, but um, even worse is if you both then put magic into a further further um Space and bit spaces. Star Wars is different. The Force and bit spaces, in essence, pirates in space kind of works reasonably. There was a whole, lo- or it can be made to. It's tricky. Mm. But you, you can tweak it a bit. And partly, I suspect because most people aren't um, me. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you have, for example, you have to have some way that spaceships can vanish and not be tracked. Mm. Which to me means you need an FTL system that works that way because that's just not plausible in a re- physically realistic star mm-hmm. system. That kind of thing. I mean, it's doable. You just need to know where you're lying about reality. Yeah, yeah. and I think it, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of the things where, lots of the points where things that tricky is stuff like how much information is tracked in general. You know, which is these days far more than we thought was going to be 50 years ago um, you know how much data there is that can be un- collected and analysed if people really want to <coughs> and then you know if you're doing a sci-fi system uh, that's broadly based on our modern day reality then how do you either get around that or interfere with it enough that you can yeah you don't have basically the first time something happens um, the police turn up and say, "Right, you did this. Yeah, would you like and to obviously. explain why you did that?" Yeah, no. Yeah, that that's a standard thing on yorksothoth.com. Mm. Um, getting D and D players trying out Cthulhu because that is is now the second most popular. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they, they they just don't have the concept of nowhere are we actually in a working society mm. now. Mm. Yeah, and um, you know, evading those things enough to make it uh, playable. And I mean, I do think this is one of the things that settings like Warhammer 40,000 do reasonably well because, yes, they've got incredibly advanced technology, but nobody really understands it, at least on the human side. Mm. And It works like this. Yeah, it works like this. You just recite this series of prayers, apply the unguent, then you ask someone from a you know uh, from the other guild who is authorised to do the thing and will not divulge its secrets under any circumstances to do the other prayers. Um, you know, and you've got the magic, which yes, there's magic. Definitely, it will eat your soul. Um, so, be careful with that. 
That, yeah, yeah that, that is a problem. But only if it works. Mm. I mean, that to a certain extent, I mean, you, you get that in quite a few other things. I mean, Battletech. Again, one of the things I like about Battletech, especially in the earlier um, settings and stuff before they think, you've got these battle mechs and so on. Hardly anybody's making new ones because the the knowledge of how to do them has kind of been lost a bit. So basically, mm-hmm. part of the reason why you know you have these sort of like you know, well, it's mostly. Uh, I don't know, a Black Hawk, but um, it's got a Locust arm on it, and it's got a, you know... These are completely different size mechs, by the way, so that would never happen, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I always thought it was a shame the game system didn't really support yeah. that. The actual Mech Warrior role-playing game kind of went down those lines a little bit. Um, but... Okay. Sorry, I suddenly had an idea. Oh. Stop me if this has been done. Um, mechs as either gods or something that considers itself akin to gods. Nobody knows how to make them. But when they get damaged, they attract people and in- instill them with the knowledge of how to fix them. So they're essentially kind of mobile temple shrine type things sustaining communities of people they've attracted oh almost like uh, you could almost do that with uh, some like fearsome engine fearsome engine where you've got the the cities kind of mm. meandering around well why are their cities doing mm. that well you know who can fix them who can't i i can see that being you, you have a community that has grown up round this particular mech that is basically just big enough for this particular mech to defend mm. <coughs> from whatever is out there. Mm. Yeah. And if you think of it as, you know, the mech is the, you know, city god or whatever, you know, in their sort of ancient worlds uh, sense. Um, hmm. Hmm. Kind of did a sort of fantasy-ish version of that. Um, myself and a couple of mates kind of sat down. We kind of we half did it, and then we decided that um, my m- m- the name of it that that, that I chose uh, we decided uh, was rubbish, but we couldn't think of anything better. And that actually, would you believe, derailed the whole damn thing. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, important. Um, yep. So basically, the, the name of it that I came up with was, was the Thousand Islands, mm-hmm. uh, because of, and then they all turned around and said, "Isn't that a dressing?" <laughs> um, <laughs> and that yeah, yeah. basically, kind of, yeah. but the idea was that basically there is a um, gods aren't gods. Uh, gods are basically the. Um, That you have a certain way of communicating between a bunch of humans and their underlying subconscious um, is generally pushed towards one base concept and um, they um, so in other words if you are in a 
city that is kind of quite a martial city, you will have a god of war. You have a city who is quite forward thinking and stuff, you'll have a god of tech and so on and so forth. New recording has started. Okay. Reached uh, the maximum six hour limit. Oh god. <laughs> oh, I'm alright. Yeah, I didn't get that far. Should, uh, you should be alright with Audacity as long as you uh, Yeah, it's because I'm using a different thing. That's, That's like, um, Numenara does that quite well. I don't know the system at all, but I love the background of. Well, funnily enough, you, yeah. Uh, which is, it reminds me very much of the Book of the New Sun, which is a really good. That's one of those, uh, that, but that book, much like The Stars My Destination, just pisses me off because every single chapter has more ideas in, in both those books than I have in a lifetime. And it's like, they're just like, I can't be bothered with those ideas, let's develop some others. But I, I like Numenera as a setting, which kind of manages to be fantasy and... But funnily enough, we were talking about that earlier, and, and the problem is, is that it doesn't, it's all, it's all, it all looks no actual substance. Yeah, it's got loads of ideas. Exactly. It's like loads of ideas sprinkled on top as a on top of a cake, but then you should, it turns out there's no cake. Well, I, the computer game does it quite well. The um, uh, Tides of Numenera, but I feel you can kind of spray any generic fancy setting on top of Numenera. I think. The, so the, Chim mentioned that one of the problems he had was the fact that you actually have, say, like a Victorian city right next to a yeah, yeah, oh, city. you were talking, yes, yeah, you were talking, yeah. yeah, and then basically, you know, why don't they have flush, why why is the uh, medieval city at medieval stage? Maybe Monty Cook's one of those people that has good ideas and doesn't develop them well. I I feel like it's basically it's designed to be for a. Not, not Mon, I don't mean Montebank, do I? A, um, what's the thing? Improvisational GM? It's like, um, it's a style of literature where you have kind of usually roguish heroes bobbing around the place going to completely different places. Like, um, I know, uh, like, um, yes. Jack Vance, Vancean. Is that kind of stuff? No, there's a specific term for basically this is a tour yeah. setting. Oh, that, uh, um. that that one, you know, um, where it's you know this week we are in the place that's like a Victorian town. Next week we're in the place that's like a Stone Age village and has an electronic brain in the centre of it that grows feet. And you know, although that t- mentioning Jack Banks, he does mm-hmm. some those settings. I know they're not kind of tech fancy, though some of them are, but. Um, well, no, but the whole point with him is that his 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 picaresque, picaresque. That's the one. Well done. Yes. Yeah. Well done. Well done, that lad. I mean, no. I mean, his thing is very much the um, like apocalypse. Um, the, is the is the tech and magic? You know, any advanced tech, kind of tech is is indistinguishable between that and magic, and vice versa. Problem with Jack Vance, it got so kind of pilfered for D and D that it feels a bit uninspired now but when you go back to the original stories they're really good yeah also in his later years he got very heavy on the oh well you're going to have an involuntary body modification and now you now you're going your mind is going to be rewritten so that you're a willing slave again and again Mm. and again we all have our things we return to (laughs) i remember reading one in which he actually said oh boy is jack doing this again why doesn't he pay for therapy (laughs) 
thing. He had a sense of humour about it, but I, I, I decided to agree with him at that point. Yeah. You could say the same about Philip K. Dick and his, um, is reality real? Yeah. Um, I don't think there's enough therapy in the world for Philip K. Dick. No. <laughs> Bless. no. Reality ends in yeah. your eyeball. Yeah. We're not sure about that. Yeah. Who told what, you you're, you're, you're the end, uh, Your reality ends at your so-called eyeball. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Um. Yeah. I, I've written down all the stuff we came up with earlier, so I will... Uh, I will yeah. send that over a bit later. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think there's definitely a sort of low-power superhero setting in what, what we were saying about the, about the mm. tech. I do, just for, it, oh, yeah, that's where we started. Because my thing was, was it was just seeing... And, and, uh, it was a conversation I had, um, that Chris and I had, Nick, um, when we used to work together, and we were talking about... Um, the original Avengers, as in not the American Avengers, but the British Avengers, yeah. as in, you know, John Steed. And, Steed. Um, oh, yeah, the, the real, real Avengers, Avengers thank yes. you. Um, you wouldn't say that if you'd seen the film. No, but the film is not great, but um, let's not worry about that. Um, or the film is very good if you are talking about the other Avengers but um, that's a whole different story oh, I'll, I'll just hide among every surviving episode on the media yeah, server yeah. thanks very much um, but um, yeah I imagine especially when you start getting to the so um, I'm just thinking about Emma Peel now so I'm not yeah, listening funny enough actually that's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say because imagine when you, as you start getting to the Diana Rig um, basically it starts being quite a techie fantasy almost mm. Um Spy, oh, we got into kind of spy fire, didn't it? Yeah, spy fire and so on and, and so on. Yeah, but they, they weren't big on gadgets for them. They would occasionally have stuff, but mostly it was a mad scientist has done yes, something. Yes, and they were having to stop it. Yeah, oh, there they. it's not yeah. quite James Bond, isn't it? F- f- find out what they're doing, survive their attempts to kill you, and mm. prevent them. I mean, you had that, and then you the, the other one, um, which is kind of like a logical... Um, 21st sort of century sort of like extension of that is I think Kingsman as in the, the as in the actual first two films as opposed to the one where it goes back and that's a terrible film yeah, I thought you were going to say Sapphire and Steel which would be an interesting role playing game has anyone done that mm. it's almost impossible to do so. because basically neither of which are elements by the fucking way yeah I know because there's basically um yeah, you, there's only so much acid a man can take, and basically, uh, <laughs> at the point where you, I, I don't think they ever had a serious Bible beyond you know the basic shape of what the story could be yeah. like. I mean, some of them are really, really good. Yeah, stories. I think they're genuinely good. Some of them are stories where you go, okay, you've had to use that quite, quite as a quite a bad plot device, and then some of them are stories where you just go. Yeah, you kind of gave up halfway through it. The last one. No one will know what we're talking about. Yeah, the last one. I mean, it's, I mean, there are so many brilliant bits, but they get to the end and they go, "Oh, okay, we're going to stick him in a service station forever." Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, right. You know. Nowadays we've got Gloucester services. And you'd be quite I mean, happy. yeah. Nowadays, I mean, you could be in Gloucester yeah. services, or you know, um, is that one of the fun? Yes. Yeah. yeah they, he was. He was the yeah. first of the. I think it was the first one. I think. Are there three now? Three. 
Uh, there, there are several in Scotland, which are the ones I usually yeah. drop by. But when I'm on my way to Dublin, for when you're driving and you suddenly realise you need some artisanal bread cakes in a hurry. Yeah, but um, no, I mean you know it, it, it was. I thought it was there were some nice ideas and there were some nice. Especially, I mean, some of the stuff in start again. Some of the stuff I've I've I've, I've nicked more character concepts, I think, than anything else. I mean, Silver, I still think, is one of the best yeah. if you want a tech character. He is absolutely brilliant. You know, or was that important? No, 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 that was me. You know, <laughs> you know, and you go through, and then you know, the concept of Steel had quite a lot of powers, but he needed lead. Otherwise, basically, um, well, there was nice things it did dug into. I, I reckon it'd be a good role-playing game in that. Oh, if, if we're talking um, series that, frankly, one is ashamed to admit to having watched, never mind to stealing from <laughs> bugs. Bugs. <laughs> oh my goodness, Roger! That was like um, a, a spy-fi TV show that was just with with a, with a strong high yeah, emphasis. It was. But it was like it was one of the nineties ones along the lines of Crime Traveller. Does anyone remember Crime Traveller? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, l- mid to late nineties and they f- they filmed a lot of it round Docklands while mm. it was being built. So it, so it had a seasonally futuristic feel mm. to it. You can you can if you're me uh, say, Oh yeah, I used to commute through that station. <laughs> yeah. It was it was it. it was bad. Yeah, but bad, bad is good. Yeah, yeah, I've done so much. Because like, you don't have this integrated whole of characters and ideas and plots and all the rest of it. You, you can pull one bit out and it'll be about as bad yeah, as you Exactly, as yeah. RPGs are great for cliches. I don't, I don't think we should avoid cliches. Yeah, you don't have long to I, paint I an idea. Yeah. 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 Well, if the plot's no, a cliche, no, no, then the characters are more important than the yeah. plot. No, nobody is going to read the, uh, 500 page briefing novel I, I'm lucky if I can get players to read one page present company mm-hmm. uh, so I, I only read the briefing yeah. that Shim sent during the game I'm sorry but I, sorry, I, I, I forgot to provide any links to any of the photos or anything until the game started despite yeah. having carefully uploaded them yesterday so that you could <laughs> be immersed So you know. I, I was flicking uh, through them during the game it immersed me the thing is as well, even if everyone goes, no, no, I, I really want to read all this, you know, read the hundreds and hundreds of pages of fascinating background, you know, he's really cool and he's very interested in it. Six months down the line, how much of that do you actually remember when you're playing once a week and you haven't encountered most mm. of these organisations mm-hmm. or people or proper nouns for weeks on end? You know, it's a constant problem with even quite simple settings. I have to. I, it wasn't until we started recording our session I realised how little I remember from day to day life because you just <laughs> listen back to a session from a week ago and you go, "I have got almost zero memory of ninety percent <coughs> of it." That's terrifying. Well, unless you have a diary, you will. You or, or, or I mean, basically, um, it's part of the reason why the police. Um, the idea uh, of witness uh, thing yeah. is absolutely write, terrifying. Write down in their book whenever they've talked to somebody mm. in some they all write it down. These days, obviously, they've got the yeah, body cameras yeah. and stuff as well. Um, but no, I mean, conveniently I'm, malfunction at um, appropriate times. Most of the time, I just so I, 
yeah, rem- remembering um, I, m- way before this thing sort of thing was considered for the real world, the um, space mercenaries game in which quite quite frequently an interrogation report would, would go, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll never speak to you, Scum. Turn that recorder off. Click. <laughs> I'll tell you everything. I'll tell you. Just stop hitting me. Yeah. But no, I mean, you know, it's it's it is something. What we all need is a shim to write everything down that we discuss. I need someone to do that for me in real life, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not offering to, <laughs> to there, do that. There is a trick that uh, the Stars of Rice, I, I think, use. I haven't had it confirmed mm. from them. But they basically open each session with a quick summary of what happened last time. I'm reasonably certain they actually record this immediately after the previous session. Ooh, my so gosh, Reasonably in their heads. No, that would be, be too trying it for us, though, wouldn't it? Because mm. then, what would we would we have to listen to ourselves telling and then think? Well, that didn't happen. I no, don't I'm, remember. I'm thinking, that. you know, we 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 finish the game and then just have a, have a quick five minutes. But then I'd this even what happened this I'd have even less reason to remember what happened in the session because we've <laughs> already done the summary. Oh. Uh. I think it's fine, you know, as as long as we're all enjoying it, you know, mm. we remember enough to enjoy it. Who are you? What's happening? I've no idea. In spite of my comments occasionally, nobody has ever actually got in touch with me and said, no, actually you were wrong on Larry because you said that in that previous session. Whether that's I'm sure there's Doctor Who writers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's Doctor Who writers who would dream of that sort of audience yeah. engagement. Yeah, I must admit, I, I, you know, occasionally you'll listen to yourself, and you know, you, you, you do something, and then you listen to one maybe about two or three before. I completely and utterly. Um, Contradicted myself at that point. Yeah, yeah. But I was so sure at that time. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. uh, oh, there is a player in the Cambridge group um, who is absolutely reliably certain of what has gone before, and about sixty percent of the time he is wrong. He does not accept this. That's why <laughs> everyone else knows it, though, do they? Ugh. Yeah. Well, sooner or later we notice. <laughs> Hang on, no, that, that didn't happen. <laughs> Uh. Up to a point is very useful. Eh? <coughs> so I'm just reading the plot of Bugs, and I know I watched it. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to look at a screenshot now just to remind me, because it was... It was a bit strange. It, it has an Australian with a really convincing accent. Uh the, the thing for me was, uh, I, at the time I had some mates who were living in, working in Preston, I was in North London, and every every few months I would pick up the guy from working, we would drive to Preston and have a weekend of gaming with, frankly, quite a lot of uh, you know, high caffeine drinks and uh, very little sleep. And this was a thing that would come on, I think it was on the, on the Sunday morning, when, when we were recovering from the hangovers and deciding when we ought to set off <laughs> to leave home. Sort of home, and uh, at that point it seemed, yeah, we, we, we're we here for this. Yes. Yeah. Now, now let's yeah. end our fun having watched it. <laughs> no, I know. Like I say I'm looking at it, thinking I recognise this. It's got a very '90s sheen to it, hasn't it? A British oh '90s, God. which is very different to American oh, '90s. Oh, mind you, I've just gone on to um, IMDb. 
scroll mm-hmm. down and other things. Strange, do you remember that? With, um, uh, oh god. I'm going to have to click on that just to, this is, you've put me down the bloody rabbit hole now, you yeah. bastards. That uh, was a bit later, uh, with, wasn't it? Yeah, with Richard Coyle and, yeah. um, uh, what's uh, the name? Samantha, yeah, Samantha Womack, yeah. Yes. Um, and that was good. I enjoyed that. That was when Richard Coyle had just left coupling and wanted to do something where he wasn't actually a complete and utter knob. Which his character was in coupling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there we are. Yeah. Oh, and Crime Traveller's there as well. Crime Traveller was a bad show. Yeah, I've barely heard of most of these, and probably most of you. <laughs> Crime Traveller was... Um, it was like bugs, only crapper. <laughs> it was. It, I think there may only been six episodes or something. It was a bad, bad show. Bugs got four series, mate. But well, well done, bugs. It doesn't make you any less. We had to make our own entertainment <laughs> in those days. We only had four channels. I think we might have had five by then, but most of us didn't really. Well, this was all BBC. So. Crime Traveller mm-hmm. might have been Channel 5. No, it was probably BBC. It was BBC. Of course it was. Well, mm. I don't think we best, we came up with any good concepts there. I think we got at least half yeah, We half got one. Yeah. Um, we are apt to you know, ramble off on tangents. But it's fine. And, uh, well, well, this is obviously not a request, because, um, you know, we're doing this for fun. Uh, Shim and Nick, we both have, you both have unfinished games. Oh, we've got Star Wars to finish, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got Star Wars? We've got One Last Job? No, I haven't been in One Last Job, so... Mm. I think you have, but maybe only one. No, it was, Rod, no, it was John who was in. John. Oh, I don't think I was in any. John and Tina were in. Briefly, but... I'm pretty sure. I thought Nick was in for, for so just in, one. I might have been in. No, no, listen to the end of the Wolf and ah, Cried were Boy. You the thief. No, was it John who was the thief? Don't think I. I don't mm. think I was in any of one last job. Yeah. Well, listen back to him and see if he hears. Okay. I guess having just discussed I, my I, reliable I, memory, that <laughs> was probably the main. I, I probably got the credits right in, in the in the ID three tags. To be oh. fair, I mean, eighty <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, um, I, I'd be happy to finish. I, I don't like to leave a hanging chad. So I'd be happy yeah. to finish Starfall. Well, one consideration is um, I'm still quite tired after this complicated week. So if some, if somebody felt like jumping in for one of those next week, I wouldn't object. But um, this, is, this is not a please do it. I, I will do it if, yeah. if you don't um, feel like it. So, no I might offer to do that on account of I don't know when because I wouldn't have started the new job yet. Oh, okay. Well, I won't. Well, Whereas once I do than... start, I don't know how much brain I'll have to spare for anything. Mm. Star Wars doesn't have John or Tina in it, does it? Yep. So, and hard to add more characters. So, uh, yeah, stick with yours, Jim. If yeah, that's all right. Okay, I'll stick myself down to run one last job. And um... does that mean I yes. have to choose a system? Uh, you first need to listen to at least one of the episodes and work out if you were in it. Oh, I see. That's how I'm pretty sure I was. I never picked a system to play. Mm. Yep. Um, so, trying to remember. So far, we've got Modern Age, 
GURPS. Um, John have most of these buys in private eyes. Yeah. Um, Tune. I might be tune. Uh, Nick, I have I have put you in for for episode four. I, mean, I may cool. have dropped in to listen, but I have no I memory you, of that I whatsoever. I think you might have come on, three. said hello, because you were away. Oh, I think maybe there was. Uh, I was in for like twenty minutes or something in the middle of yeah, maybe. Well, you're you're, you're credited on three. Well, and thank four. you. And at least one of those. I mm-hmm. I've no memory of such a thing. Eh. I don't think I play, if I was in I probably was a, a, a passive observer obviously it is they, they were your bugs um, um, episodes yeah. well you know I'd preferably something roughly compatible with a modern day reasonably realistic setting but you know Shadow One Vampire the, White Wolf as, as long as you are happy to no it needs to be a system I know, know. Confirmed the the appropriate modifiers and such. Oh, I don't want to be called um, a Cthulhu. I'll be knackered. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could be a request. All right, I'll have a thing. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Cheers. Thank you. Well, anyway, and uh, Merry happy, Christmas, Happy Perineum. Yeah, and more mm. importantly, Happy Birthday once again. Oh yes, Happy Ho- Birthday. Hopefully, you. you have enjoyed your birthday evening. I have enjoyed my whole birthday tremendously. Thank Aww. you. That's fantastic, mate. Happy really birthday. Yeah. I think this one is probably not for broadcast, but I'll put it up so that John and Tina can listen. If yeah, that's going to be a good plan. Cool. Okay. cool. All right. Mm. See you. Cheers. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.